Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through brumradio.com. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Normal voice for you this week, Guy. You happy now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Phil. Hi. Hi, George. Hello. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Keith. This Hello. is awesome. I'm on a rotating chair so I can actually like, spin around and see you all instead I, of having to move my head. It's going to make Guy really angry as you move away from the mic every time. And also, he keeps <laughs> knocking the other moving chair into me as he does it, which keeps <laughs> making the back of my legs sore. Sorry? You do remind You're me of... you me sore uh, legs. <laughs> you reminded me of Colonel White in Captain Scarlet behind that big dun, desk. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I Stop moving around! <laughs> Jesus. Is this going to be your angry guy this week? Has anybody got a fidget spinner? <laughs> <laughs> Not one of those, <laughs> Phil. Not one of those. Clean it first, Phil. You're no fun. Oh, no. Antibacterial wipes for that one. Ooh. So, what have we all been up to this week? Phil, you're back from Cannes. I uh, yes. So I I've had, a, I've had a fun couple of weeks. <laughs> celebrity too. I, uh, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just celebrity <laughs> adjacent. Blagger of the year. Sorry. So, I mean, on, honestly, I I could take Blagger of the year title away from Dave Massey. So I blagged my way into a party where Wyclef Jean was DJing. I mean, I'm going to raise you on this. Wyclef Jean, mate, hasn't been big for the last twenty years. Don't you remember? He's a Fuji. Gone, gone, gone he's to a November, Fuji. and he's been there he's since Fuji. November 1998. Also... When when I first heard Wyclef. I thought his name was Feet Wycliffe because he was on everybody else's records and he had nothing of his own, so he's always Mr. Feet Wycliffe. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, just because she dances a little girl, don't mean that she's a whole. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, thank you. I'll give you the score, and that's it. All right. But yeah, no, fun week. Um, had a bit of a dance party with Laganja Estranja for all the Drag Race fans out there at, mm-hmm. at Camp Pride, which is great. Phil is on YouTube. We all need to see this footage at some point. It is brilliant. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it on the Geeky Brummy YouTube or Red uh, Twitter <laughs> because it's. Um, I mean, it's just in, it's life enhancing viewing. I feel like you know, if you're in a in a low dark place in life, this is going to bring you joy and light. Watching a video of you. Honestly, the gift that, that you have pinned on your Twitter is glorious. You've got Laganja kind of rolling on the floor in front of you, and there's a row of slightly awkward people doing sort of shuffly dancing behind. It is glorious. I am one of the said uh, <laughs> awkward people. Yeah. George, how about yourself? Uh, well, I had a bit of an interesting weekend. I was at a foodie festival on Sunday, mm. and we managed to get a bunch of free stuff because brands kept mistaking my friend's fiance for Liam Gallagher. Awesome. Right. Some of you may have seen a video that's been going around within some Birmingham local press of sad Liam Gallagher lookalike during a chili eating competition, during which the crowd sang him a chorus of Don't Look Back in Anger to help him along. <laughs> it was a weird day. Strange. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Massey was there as well. He's also Of course he was. You know what? He won a competition to win 12 bottles of Mateus Rosé. Mateus Rosé is is swill. And he's trying to get rid of it. (laughs) It is bad stuff. Sorry, Mateus Rosé. Is that that one of his backpack on? That's also one of the things that we got for free because they thought he was Liam Gallagher. Is that the one that's in the round bottle? Yes, it's the one that's in every single 1970s restaurant on TV you will ever find. It was the only Rosé available for a very long time. So he's won this? Yes. 12 okay. bottles of Mateus Rosie. If you want, anybody wants any Rosie... Anybody ever gets invited round for a party at Dave's house I think Dave's trying to get why. rid of it as much as humanly possible. At, at Bramar on Twitter, contact him for something. Say we sent you. You also had fun at a game birthday party launch wow, weird thing. <laughs> did we? We did. we did. Yeah, Dave and I went along to the 10th birthday party of Fufu Studios um, earlier on this week, yeah. which was a lot of fun. They were nice guys. Yeah, it was... Yeah, we- <laughs> Whiplash <laughs> 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 in the face of the microphone. Yeah. 
Is that yeah. how this works now? Is that whenever yes. Davies that you just throw the mic to his face? <laughs> I command you speak. Presenter abuse. I'm slightly concerned send now. Send, yes, please send help. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun down at Nouveau. Um, yeah, I had a, had a play on Mantis Burn, which I quite enjoyed. It looked very dark inside. Very dark and very red. Maybe it's trying yes. to serve some power. Good old orange lines that seems to be yes. yeah. trendy bars in Birmingham. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was cool. They also were, had a cake with sparklers and champagne. That was yes. great. It, it was like, like trying to summon Phil Alice. It was. It gave it like a ritual summoning of Phil Alice. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I felt the uh, the pull. I mean, the, yeah. the ritual sure did so. work, but I was just like, too busy. So. Well, yeah. to be fair, they did put down three full glasses of Prosecco in front of us. Four? In, adi- oh, four, yeah, sorry, four, in addition to the glasses we'd already been handed. Yeah, so I did like, manage to net yeah. quite a lot of free Prosecco. It was good. Yeah, it was almost like they were expecting Thanks, it. Thanks, so. <laughs> yes. Always expect Philip Ellis. <laughs> but yeah, so ten years every year, and so it was a bit yeah, of a shock. And for an indie studio. For an indie studio, it's really impressive. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I believe they're neighbours of ours. They're in Digbiz, aren't they? Yeah, um, no, they're at Broad Street, I think. Oh, are they out that way? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Just off Broad Maybe Street. So we went at EGX, didn't we, Guy? To Mantis Burn Racing. Yes. And you abused the lead developer. Oh, why, why did you abuse Sean? You, he's a very nice man. Again, I apologise if he's listening, but sometimes, you know, when somebody asks your opinion of something, you don't realise what their status is, and you go full guns blazing, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's rubbish. And then you realise that they, they made the product. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we had fun playing so, You did it then. twice, that was the best well, thing. I mean, you know, so. time's passed. I'm sure there was worse critics out there than me at the time. You know, I assume he's forgiven us if they invited us yeah, to their birthday just, party. Just, yeah. so just, just probably you okay. and you know, just, just bringing all the pain back to We were nice to him, so we've, we've redeemed Geeky Brummy in the eyes of Bufu, don't worry. There's a birthday party. Yeah. There was. That Did was... you leave with a party bag, Dave? No. There was no oh. party bag. No party bag. Not even squashed canapes for Phil. No, sorry. No, the canapes were really good, especially <laughs> those mini burgers. Mm, it was good. Yes. I believe they're called sliders. <laughs> like the 90s science fiction cult classic. Mm-hmm. With what's his face from Jerry Maguire? Uh, yes. Okay, no. Jerry I stretched my knowledge. Yes, and the English guy who's in Indiana Jones, who can never remember the name of John Rhys Davis. Yes, the one who they could. Gimli? Yes, there we go. Yeah. Gimli. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, I loved that show so much. It was awful, but it was great to watch. It, I mean, it was. I just remember it being on Sky One, either before or after Xena. BBC Two, I think. Isn't it BBC Two. Yeah, but they got the directors yeah, of Sky House. He was filling the slot that usually had Buffy or Star Trek <laughs> or Farscape. Yeah. Yeah. Or Book Rogers in the 24th century. 6.45pm <laughs> yes. on Tuesday. Yes. After The Simpsons. Yes. Great Simpsons, show. Simpsons was never on a Tuesday. It was on every day. No, was it, was it, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was on a Monday and a yeah. Friday. I thought it was a... Th- oh, wait. I... I <laughs> I don't know. Your, okay, your nostalgia so. clock's broken here. I, I think. <laughs> it's, it's the results of many, many glasses of Prosecco being consumed. Like my long-term Between memory is just that. gone. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I want to record this moment for posterity. We've actually knocked Phil, Phil Ellis speechless for once. We have. I will, I will recover. I am rallying as we speak. Okay, I'm fine. I'm back. Do you remember when the BBC <laughs> first acquired The Simpsons and they put it on a Saturday night? Yes. That was like, random. Well, I think they were going to do it as flagship TV, but Simpsons isn't flagship it's flagship cartoon and it's not really flagship TV. It's, oh, here's a pop culture reference from four years ago. Yes. And even then it would be old. Here's what South Park covered two seasons back. Exactly. Yay! Yeah. I, think, I think you're kind of thinking about modern Simpsons. Yes. The, the original Simpsons was superb. It was brilliant stories, well told. 
and now it's a cobbler's combination of every crap the last, you can think of. The last modern episode of Simpsons I watched, they were doing Spirited Away, but like 15 years after the film had come out. Is it like, yeah. guys, really? Have you seen that really dark claymation video on the internet where there's a Simpsons um, sort of house breaking thing with like Kearney and Jimbo and they're breaking and basically just kill off the Simpsons? It's horrifying. Nope. <laughs> it will make you... Um, claymation is horrifying in yeah, any yeah, form, yeah, anyway. It will certainly yeah. make you Apart question The Simpsons again. It wasn't... It's not I don't pleasant, know. But I recommend watching it, but it's horrifying. Wallace has that Richter screw and it's slightly disturbing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there's a good chance that claymation is actually one of the intro films because they've been doing a lot of these kind of short intro things the couch gags that have been pretty weird and didn't they do the really banks genuinely disturbing you said did they do the banksy one which you was the yeah they've done a banksy one yes. they've done like there's been a rick and morty one and stuff they've yes. been quite a few they're really good they're better than the show yeah who gave that away again it was goldie wasn't goldie. it it's been known for years it's the guy but from yeah, massive attack yeah. yeah it's been he's been knocking around though, yes it's been a long, long time. time didn't like somebody work out where mass effect were touring and when stuff started appearing and it was pretty much yeah, spot on yeah mass effect should tour Massive attack. <laughs> He's Commander Shepard. Banksy's Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favourite mural on the Wailing Wall. Is he on a period? <laughs> yes. Um, do you know what's annoying about it, though? Is that I'd rather he wasn't Banksy because it means we get more Massive Attack albums, which I'd prefer. You know, sod the artwork, I want the music. That's my opinion on it. That's very selfish, that guy. I, I, don't, I don't want pictures, I want music. No, what's very selfish is that one he did in Brighton and somebody tried to take the wall off the side of the house to sell it. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I, I kind of agree with Guy. I think I'd like Banksy just to stop because yeah. I have had it up to here. Listeners, my hand is very high. Um, <laughs> I've, had it, I've had it up to here of like the smugness of like oh yeah this is like a comment on society and it's like the comment on society is being like printed out on canvases and hung in middle class dining rooms you know? and of course it's being made by a middle class white bloke yeah it's just like oh, oh okay yeah sure, sure I'm sick of the billion different versions of the prints that you see in all those che- cheapo shops as well yeah. There's, like, yeah. there's always 50 or 60 bam, bam, just, like, bam, the one with the Instagram. balloon that's the one that's always like everywhere yes or the one throwing the bottle of flowers yeah. yeah, it's just like it's predictable now. It's like yeah. I mean, clearly the best one was on which zoo was it where he got in the in the penguin enclosure and wrote "We're sick of fish" on the back wall. Is that Banksy? Like hallucinated this entire. I've episode. given up on following Banksy. That a might long have time. just been a very disgruntled penguin who was sick <laughs> of uh, sick of fish. <laughs> fish. He was that yeah. sick of fish. He actually learned how to operate learned the spray camera with his flipper. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that one vegan penguin. <laughs> Bring me quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some kale chips, quick. Anyway, Keith, what have you been up to this week? We seem to have gone on a big segue there. I, I, I was expecting Dave to be next because we kind of George was kind of talking about her week, and Dave. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that Dave only went to the Vufu things. So I'm sure Dave has other things that he was doing we'll, this week. We'll come back to Dave. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Ryan, did you just class George and Dave as one? Have you, no. have you coupleized them completely? <laughs> I never coupleized people. What's the, what's the combination for George and Dave? Oh, that's a really They're kind hard of like one. whatever. Dave, Dave. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> or Dorge. Dave. Does it? Yeah. I like. I like. I like Dorge. That's Dorge. quite good. I like that. That's Please cool. no. Gave Whitney Owlsmere. <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry. You have I'm, to. I'm holding out. on to my mic. Like I'm. You look like Morrissey. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I, expect I just to make sure my levels are right. Start waving around. Guy throws things at me. It's very unpleasant. <laughs> well, you know. It's a good job you've only got three darts. So it's like you know, it's not bad. That's why you wanted that little thing, that little crossbow thing. It's yes. a fine man. We need to come back around to that in the news story. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to? Uh, I watch some TV. 
I watched some films. <laughs> I'm, I, I lead such an exciting life. It's amazing. Uh, I went to a Slamathon event at my local library. Sorry, what's Slam poetry? Slamathon. Yeah, it's where people stand up and read poems and stuff. I was thinking of poems did you, for some reason. Did you do that thing where you snap your fingers instead of applauding? No, I didn't. Oh. I hadn't got my Polonic on. <laughs> so usually. Where was your beret? I, I had a mini. But the only thing I, the only problem I've got with these events is all I can think of is Mike Myers in So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only slam poetry that I know. So it's, I, I kind of fancied, should I go up and do the Mike Myers piece? I thought, no, best not. Like, Didn't they do it in an episode of Flight of the Concords as well, where it was an open slam poetry night and they just get up and start singing, yeah. thinking it's like a gig? Yeah. But I did go and see Transformers. <laughs> Why? Poor man. Why did you but, bother? Well, you know, it wasn't personally my own choice. I had another member of the family who was a fat Transformers fan and wanted to see it. Uh, the best description I've heard of the film so far, it's Michael Bay's packed up his toys and walked away so nobody else can do Transformers. Yeah, it's a hot mess, yeah. is the best I could say. It's, yeah, it, yeah, they, they should give up, really. It's no, no point. But I'm going to go and see Baby Driver tonight, so that makes up for it. Yeah, it's had really good positive reviews. Yeah, mm. it's Edgar Wright, what can go wrong? It's yeah. got John Hamm in it, what could go wrong? Cool. The soundtrack's terrible, though. I listen to it on its own, and it's, yeah. oh, it's okay. Isn't the entire no film based around the soundtrack? Yeah, but I think it's going to work in the film, Yeah, but it doesn't work as a soundtrack on its own. This is what I find good. really annoying in films and in TV, where there's like a character who's like portrayed as having really cool taste in music, and then it's just like... Really what, lame. like on our podcast where we pretend Guy has? <laughs> Do you want to go browse oh, in the record box oh over there and tell me if you've got anything yeah. good in your collection? We'll come back to you in a minute. Have I just got like, you know, uh, uh, a second degree burn just from the, standing yeah. too close there? Oh my god. Did you just hear the RuPaul shade noise in the background there? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, no, oh my god. <laughs> it's, all de- it's all derivative of Peter and the Wolf anyway, isn't it? If a character's yeah. got a sound. I was in Fargo this week, which was particularly good. I liked Fargo. Or was it last You're week? You're so behind. It's TiVo. I got, oh yeah, I don't know what day of the week it is, let alone what planet I'm on sometimes. If it's like, I was chaining American Gods, which we'll also return to later. Yeah, but, yeah. We have yeah. 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 <laughs> Mr. Whitney. Hello. How was your week? You had fun with X-Wing, I think, yeah, on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain what that is? Why do you always... I have a mini second of a pause and you go <laughs> straight down the ear. Yeah, but you come out and like, you have fun with X-Wing. It's like, well, yes. what's that about? Yeah. Well, Dave will explain. That's it. Me and now Ryan, who yes. I've managed to corrupt into plastic crack, as we call it. Yep. Um, yeah, found a, a new gaming venue for uh, to try out uh, down at Man Lake at the Jubilee Centre. Mm-hmm. Do they have casual play there? <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, like I say, I haven't actually been down to play yet. I've just had a bit of a nose round and you know, seen what sort of place it is. Actually, quite nice. Um, you know, I wasn't sure what what to make of it originally, given sort of the, the look of the Jubilee Centre from outside. But yeah. Did, did you go like you were viewing a house? So like, you know, how you like were invited in for a viewing, so they're like, so show you around all the rooms, and <laughs> and then you were like, oh yeah, I'll let you know if I like I want to sign the paperwork. <laughs> no, I just I, I just wanted to go in and just have a look around, sort of, you know. See what what games they had for general play, and you know what what most probably what things they were selling. Stop looking at me, right? Like I'm going to laugh at the word casual play. Well, because you can't you resist. Are. <laughs> Would you like five minutes to calm down? Shall we take you to an experience of casual play, so then you will never laugh at it again? What's the dress code? Casual. <laughs> like, oh, not like rubber. No. I don't know why it kills me so much every time. <laughs> I think you'd be used to it by now. 
What casual play? Do you think it's like exposure therapy? Should we just keep saying the words casual play to you and eventually it will stop being funny? (laughs) Casual play. Casual play. Casual play. Casual play. (laughs) (laughs) It was killing me as well. I just, I, I just, I don't know. What, you need to say it to Phil as well. I don't know what I'm imagining, but it's. It, I just know it's so far from the reality. I think if you go to a casual play guy, you'll have to avoid the getting sweaty in the face. I think that's not going to go. Really <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of picturing, you know, like when they have those big conventions in hotels for furries. <laughs> casual play. Wasn't the furry convention when you went to Transformers Nation? Was it? Christ. Was it? No. Was it? Oh, it was. I, it was some, there was a convention I, on in town we went to, and there was another convention on with furries at the same time. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like Kitacon. Yeah, it might be. Oh, no, it was Kitacon. It was an interesting experience. I can just That'll imagine help. furries in the queue for like the breakfast bar at the Hilton Metropole. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, what goes on in the confines of your head, you're off. you are more than welcome to, uh-huh. but yes. don't share it with us. Sorry, Dave, before you, I interrupted your, your week and the casual play silliness. Casual yes, play. What, have you been at anything else exciting? <laughs> and he's gone again. <laughs> have you been up to anything else exciting, David? Mm, not particularly. Well, managed managed to pass my probation period at work, so I'm, I'm now I'm officially We're a stuck with him now. Yeah, so I can now start going out and actually doing stuff I had planned to do before I found out I had a six month probation. Obviously, I was going to send you back. Tag off your ankle now as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was our little secret, Keith. <laughs> it's all about casual play, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. please move on. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's been a fun week. Stand, yeah, standard week, I think, for me. Go on then. Oh. <laughs> so you can't even take off the foil from it. Just strip open a can of San Pellegrino. One of the best beverages on the market you can drink. Still not the orange flavour. <laughs> Still not the orange flavour though. No, I like the lemon one best. How many do you No, blood orange. Yeah. Blood orange. I yes. tried the pomegranate last week. That one's nice. That's really nice. Mm. I think I think the lemon suits Guy's personality, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm still not gone for the lemon and mint. Sharp and tart. My girlfriend tried it. She said it's spot on. But yeah. I don't the mint. I'm not feeling the mint with it. That was your update from your holiday, wasn't it? You trying to find San Pellegrino around Kumar. First couple of days, the local shop. I couldn't find anything. It was killer. It was really <laughs> killing me. We even went to Weatherspoons. For a drink, just so we could have a can of San Pellegrino each. So, like everybody else get alcoholic beverages, we sat there with San Pellegrino. <laughs> so you might it. have a problem. You That's were so excited so to send me the picture <laughs> of that fridge with three flavours in. You, you weren't drinking alcohol. If we think you have a problem, <laughs> <laughs> we're worried about you. Yeah, you were so excited that when you sent me that of picture of a fridge. And I would host, I think, Phil. Yeah. We're concerned about your lack of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good drink. You know, we all know it. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this elephant yeah, out of the room. We like Sam Pellers. Are you stealing my drink, Keith? No, I don't want to drop it. I just want to see how much sugar in it. Lots, it's probably. It's just lemon, fizzy water, and sugar, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's a Sam Pellegrino's diabetes kit. Probably. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll, I'll take it for having that drink. Yes. Uh, yeah, I went on holiday. Um, to Kumai. There's not much to do, though, really. Did you fly your kite? I did fly my kite. I loved it. It was great. I'm, I'm an avid kite flyer. Um, <laughs> a kite enthusiast. I am a kite enthusiast. It's, it's a relaxing activity. Do you, do you casually fly? I do casually fly my <laughs> casual kite. Flyer. I'm a casual kite flyer. Um, I bought a cheap kite a couple of years ago. Um, it was it was two ninety nine, but it's stuck four ninety nine on it, so I've been ripped off. 
Um, but my friends were like, this is going to break instantly two years later after the book kite. So, wow. I know. You had the last exa- laugh. Exactly. You've, um, you've kept that kite tipped off. Yeah. So a couple of, couple of incidents happened. Um, one of them was um, we went to a beach. Seagulls are a big problem. Didn't think about this. So my girlfriend managed to find the only shop in, um, in Ilfacoon which sells vegan Cornish pasties. We get attacked by a load of seagulls walking out. I ran off and fled and left her with my sandwich and cup went for cover after a seagull had landed on my head. She just stood there being attacked by seagulls. He'd stolen a vegan pasty and it was the last one in the shop so she couldn't get another. Aww. So she was restrictive of vegan pasty. So, yeah, seagulls, terrifying. Who knew seagulls were vegan? <laughs> I don't think they care, to be fair. They just saw... It just amazes me how they managed to grab it out of her hands. She said yes. literally the whole thing oh. was gone. She took people, don't, people don't realise how big seagulls are. They're in your face. I had one on my head. <laughs> I, I was on Blackpool Promenade when I was little with my family, and we were having you know fish and chips on, on the beach, like you do. And a seagull swept down and grabbed the entire cod out of my mum's lap. <laughs> literally. <laughs> She was just, and, and it was like, it was like, in, in, it happened so quickly that she just went like, oh! And it was like, what just happened? Yeah, Se- yeah. Seagulls are They're thieves and scum. Talking of dicks. Oh, God. God. So I, we went to the beach and I met John. <laughs> Who's John? John is a man, because we hired a beach hut and like, nice, peaceful. I'm sat there reading a copy of Enemy. Shame on me, but it's the only thing I had on me at the time. But anyway, I was enjoying an interview with Lordy, and um, next thing I know, his man shouting his mouth off down the beach, proper Londoner. I'm like, what the hell? And they're walking towards the beach huts. I'm like, oh, Christ. What happens? Him and his family park up right next to my beach hut. Honestly, I've never been so terrified for another man's family. He, this guy was a beast. He was he was the devil incarnate. He'd be like, you effing kids, you get off the sand. You don't get my towel, do you? You go to the sea, I'm going to get you right now. I'm going to thump you. Literally, the most angry, aggressive man. I've, I mean, I'm angry and aggressive. I've never encountered anything like this. I was terrified. I was thinking, if I even look at him the wrong way, I'm going to get a smack. That's not in my black eyes, but I'm going <laughs> For a second there, guy, I was thinking you'd slip through a time warp and you seeing your future self was oh, it a warning oh from the God. future yeah christ yeah. I'm like, current the ghost part. of beaches future honestly i've never experienced anything like the family who were sat next to me and laura we were just glancing at each other like oh my god i feel so sorry did you he- do the british thing of ruffle your magazine and excel loudly I, it was, the whole experience was surreal terrifying and i genuinely i'm, I'm concerned for that guy's family i probably should have made a complaint Literally every one of his kids he had to go out and occasionally he'd say something to people nearby like just trying to get some shade for my baby like because he was putting up a windbreaker but he couldn't do it and they just like literally just shouting at his kids non-stop but who, who goes to the beach or just goes anywhere in public and acts like that? I have a question. Okay. When you were reading Enemy <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't it's not, it's not, let me it's not that. pronounced Lordy <laughs> it's pronounced Lord. You've been watching too much South Park? It's fine because her music's rubbish, so oh, I can mispronounce oh, her name. Oh, 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 outside, you and me, now. <laughs> I'll get John on you. Melodrama is one of the best albums of the year. As you, as you said, he was a Londoner. Do you know whether he was like from kind of financial sector or was he from a kind of like, you know, kind of uh, political background? Have you any idea kind of like what his career I'm uh, fairly was? certain he'd probably just been released from prison. <laughs> 
Seems legit. So chances are he was a financial person or a... <laughs> 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 it's 10 years now, isn't it? Roughly about the time for them to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know what? Like, it's, it's spelled out to me definitely an East End gangster. Like, you know... Like one of the craze. Yeah, that's that sort of vibe. You, you wouldn't miss him on EastEnders, basically. Oh, definitely not. And like, do you know what was the worst thing about it was he looked a little bit like Dom Littlewood. <laughs> so like, his pop and family were terrified. Don't get Dom. Let me just get Google. Dom. Who, who did you say? Dom Littlewood. Right, I'm gonna have to yeah. find out who that is. I know Dom Littlewood has a rubbish tattoo as well. Was it you who told me that? Does Somebody it? told me that Dominic Littlewood has a really bad tattoo. I, I genuinely don't like. That's not the guy from Dick and Dom, is it? No. It's oh. don't get done, get yeah. Dom. That guy. Uh, he's yeah. the guy who's on every single bit of daytime TV. Wasn't he on The Real Hustle? Isn't he on MasterChef? Do you know what I know? <laughs> that's Greg that's Wallace. Greg Wallace, that's like the greengrocer. Do, you know, do you know what I don't like about Dominic Littlewood? Is um, on the one show he did this like piece about like how they were investigating dodgy solicitors and he'd done all this research and I was like, hang on a minute, no you haven't because I work for the company who've done all that research including myself who've done it and you just took all the credit for it. So basically he's done TV they shows. paid for the research. Yeah. With the awesome titles, yeah. Saints and Scroungers, <laughs> Cowboy Builders. He seems like a... Uh, my don't get done, get, get done. Yeah. I, I think he was involved in crime at some point himself. He was an ex- He's an ex-burglar, I think. Is he? Yeah. Or something like that. God, imagine being burglared by that guy. You'd be really <laughs> disappointed. It's kind of like, you expect a burglar to be like, big, beefy, you know. Instead of... <laughs> I mean, a man, with a man with a testicle for a head. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a man who, look, who speaks like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> so, any, anybody out there who's looking to get their own BBC One primetime show, that's the career path for you. Start with burglary. <laughs> yeah. BBC tend to hire a lot of bald-headed men, don't they? Dom Littlewood, Greg Wallace. Ross Kemp. Yeah. Before he... Dis- dis- Steve McFadden. <laughs> this, this leads me on to the whole what I hate most about Saturday mornings when did Saturday mornings become about strange middle aged men poncing around in kitchens making crap food oh my with guests who are blatantly not hours interested hours of it <laughs> oh what's your food heaven or food hell oh my god go away I make sure the guests are not interested in anything that they're on the show for that they're, they're just there to plug their latest single or book yeah mm-hmm. it's the same oh my god even worse though yeah Sunday brunch Oh, oh my yeah. god! Nope. <laughs> I hate the pair of them. <laughs> Mr. Tim Lovejoy, who doesn't even bother to research what guess he is, he just reads off the card. So oh you're like god. a singer. It is like trying to explain like, when anyone is as guest on that show, and it's just like trying to explain anything to like your, you know, sort of out of touch, slightly racist uncles. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, so you're like, yeah, you're on telly, are you? And then they'll, they'll, they'll give, give a big pitch for their new TV show, and they're like. Oh yeah, yeah, no, sounds good. Um, so anyway, it's, and they, they just don't care. It's and like, now it's followed by a blatant advert for Iceland with Simon Rimmer's face on it. It's like you expect, like every time, like somebody says something, like, "Oh, so I'm involved in the Shakespeare production." You expect Tim Lovejoy to go banter. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it always can ends we make, up with how him can going. About football. <laughs> here's 101 things you can do with peanuts. <laughs> what? I don't, here's some food. What? I don't get it. And they're blatantly fake window that they're pressed up against it's, it's, it's the worst it's, it, I, I, I sometimes tune into QVC by mistake and I can't tell the difference between the two yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like when Olivia Munn was on it though, and she just got absolutely slaughtered <laughs> and just laid into yeah, Piers that Morgan great. that was classic television Piers Morgan needs to be laid into a lot more well, oh did you see that, the Susanna Reid thing I sent week. you the video it was so oh my god it was yeah it was just <laughs> hilarious so yes. funny somebody needs to dub that with the sound of silence over the top of it <laughs> I will get to that this week <laughs> Keith, how's life on the bus? Jingle. Who? Uh, my bus, week? Hello? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. How was yeah, your sorry, week, Ryan? Right. Oh. Let's, do, let's, let's do it this week. 
Let's go to Bustler, and then we'll go back and we'll have a big shebang it's beca- about it's because your you're week. out of his eye line because you sat down. That's why he made you sit down so he doesn't. So, he, so we'll, he we'll come back to you. Make, you've got to make it good, though. I've got to read Bloody Bustler. You've got to make it good. Phil can read that. Phil, would you like to read Bustler? Sure. You got to go full Attenborough. All right. Got, he's, never, he's never seen it before. You've got time now to make sure your week was phenomenal. So think about it. Have a good think. My weeks are always phenomenal. I sat on the bus. It was going nowhere. Same as usual. Bus night. <laughs> and then some bloke got on with chips and a bag of uh, French fries. Bus night. It's yeah. like Phil Daniels shit. is in the room. <laughs> and then Guy got on Phil and Daniels. then sat at the back and huffed and puffed That's at all the people that were on the bus. Sorry, I was confused with Paul Daniels for a second. I don't know why is somebody doing magic on the bus. <laughs> I, have, I have a question about buses actually have you ever heard this, this saying my girlfriend's mother when we went to Ilfracombe and, and no I've not, no, I've not is that, that, is that the phrase <laughs> my girlfriend's mother went to Ilfracombe <laughs> she said what, she said why don't you get the she was asked saying like we should get the bus to um, Ilfracombe so Laura could go for a drink one afternoon so she said why don't you get the totty bus to Ilfracombe oh. What? That the sounds like something that you might get in like Magaluf. What's a totty bus? I mean, is that thing? Has anybody heard of a totty bus? Like, it sounds like a, like a fun bus. Is it like a party bus? Is, there, is, is, you know, is, you know, is it one of those buses about the roofs? Is it's you like get a bloody totty bus. Is it a stripper pole? Is it a single decker? Double decker? I don't know, because we saw the bus go past and there's no word saying totty bus on it. So <laughs> I don't know what totty bus is. If anybody knows what totty bus is, tweet us at Geeky Brummy. Tottenham Hotspurs football bus when they go into a away match or something like that. I don't know. I've never heard it. I I was expecting you to go around the Reekin, which everybody in the Midlands knows what that means. Yeah, I know what that means. Dave, is that a northern thing, Totty Bus? (laughs) Nope. Okay. Fair enough. Anybody know Totty Bus? Tweet us at Geeky Brummy. I want to (laughs) know. Mr. Ellis? Bus Life. The Nature Files. Totty Bus Life. (laughs) From the notes of Professor Keith Bloomfield, FFBP, Frequently Frustrated Bus Passenger. Over the years, I have suspected that buses are in actual fact a sentient species of their own that live a symbiotic existence with their drivers and passengers. To prove my theory, I have embarked on a dangerous journey into the twilight world of the West Midlands travel bus. These are my journal entries. Dun dun. (laughs) Field Journal, Day 7. The buses must have sensed a change in my behaviour and my initial attempts at discreet observation have failed. Therefore, I have determined to return to my normal activity pattern. I will give this new approach a few days and will report my findings. Day 15. Success. The bus herd have accepted me. They continue to act normally while I make my notes. The lead bus has confronted me like a silverback gorilla protecting his territory, and having stood my ground, it has now welcomed me into the fold. The bus herd seems relaxed and at ease with my presence. Now my work can really begin. Day 17. A small family of buses have really taken to me. They regularly, <laughs> they regularly stop and allow me to board. Sometimes they are shy and take a while to appear, but that is only natural for a timid species like this. I have decided to focus my attention on this group and see how the family unit functions. The adult male and female 82 are magnificent, and the younger 82 is inquisitive but cautious. This is quite exciting. Day 21. Something must have spooked the bus herd this morning. I'm stood in the rather exposed hide they should pass regularly, but I've not seen one yet. I've laid out a few bus passes in front of the hide to try and coax them out. Fingers crossed they calm down and venture out soon. (laughs) Day 22. The bus pass bait worked. The adult pair arrived together while the (laughs) the youngster held back slightly further up the road. 
What incredible parenting, ensuring it was safe before bringing up the young one. <laughs> they are now all travelling together towards the next hide, a rare but awesome sight. It is a privilege to see these magnificent creatures up close in their natural habitat. The long wait has paid off handsomely. If you've several hours free this weekend, perhaps you too could try and spot one of these majestic beauties. Day 25. Night has fallen and I've moved to a central location. Strangely, this hide is even more exposed and the rain is harsh. The adult male 82 bus is prowling just a few minutes ahead of the female. I really want to know, okay, how you can tell a male bus from a female bus, but I'll save my questions till the end, sorry. <laughs> the youngster is nowhere to be seen. Perhaps it is safely stashed away. There have been no sightings of the more aggressive 87, but the adults aren't risking anything. Although I'm downwind, the male is waiting, the female just out of sight. I think he can see me, but is nervous. I'll try the bus passes again, perhaps this time with a few coins. They glimmer in the streetlight. He knows I'm waiting. Let's see if his let's see if his hunger for passes and coins is greater than his fear. <laughs> Day twenty-eight. They are definitely more skittish at night. The adults have decided to travel side by side. Briefly, it looked like they were going to make a break for it, right past the hide without stopping. Luckily, a small number forty-five coming the other way blocked their escape. However, this did not last long. The eighty-seven must have been laying in wait as well. It's the apex predator built to swoop in and attack its prey. It rushed towards the pair, but the rain has caused it to mistime its attack and it stumbled behind them. The adult pair shudder, safe but startled. As the 87 gathers itself, they have already vanished into the night. What an exciting encounter. Day 32. Some extensive research has revealed that the boffins of the NX Buses Research Centre for Bus Conservation have spent the last few years tagging the entire herd of buses. This amazing technology means I can track the elusive 82 via a mobile app. Although it removes some of the excitement of the wait, it should mean now I know how far away from my current hide they really are. But much like my pet cat, these wily creatures manage to shake off the tracker in the undergrowth. So when my app says, due, they are actually nowhere to be seen. Nice try, 21st century technology. But I'm afraid these creatures just don't want to be tracked, and who can blame them? I, for one, much prefer the excitement of waiting at a hide and hoping one of the herd will grace me with a visit. These random encounters truly should be cherished as, the, cherished as the beasts of Birmingham Plains struggle for survival. Day 35. Incredible news, bus watchers. I have just witnessed one of nature's rarest events, transmogrification. This behaviour has been rumoured for many years with the earliest record dating back to 1915, but it has never been observed in the wild until now. A lone adult male 82 has just transmogrified into an 87 right before my very eyes. I've no idea if this transformation is permanent or if it's a survival mechanism, but the 82 definitely became an 87. I'll need to observe further to see if this behaviour is exhibited by other members of the herd, but this could finally confirm a long-held belief amongst the bus-watching fraternity. What an incredible end to this week's observations. I'm literally walking on air. Don't forget, if you want to take part in this weekend's bus watch, you can download your free guide from the OU website. Happy travels. <sighs> oh, sorry. No, I'll do it probably. There we go, thank you. <laughs> Alright, so how was your week then? Was up for a ward, didn't win. There we go. Yay! <laughs> Always next year. But thank you for everybody who voted. Did Dave Massey win? Nope. Did Philip Ellis? Nope. Did Fashion Mommy? Nope. It was a gentleman called Simon Carla who's a fellow food blogger. And I wish him well. I don't. Do you? <laughs> Do you? He's a very nice chap. We had a conversation. I'm looking at your face right now to see what your body language is. 
You're seething. I'm nice to everybody. Have we not learnt this in a year did and it, a half Did, did it happen like when you were at awards, you know, like, and when you were like coming on the screen and you had to do that kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Matt LeBlanc in oh, Friends, well, put it that way. It it's wasn't an honour just to be nominated. Yes. Shortlisted. Was the winner La La Land? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was fun for water, really. Got drunk. There we go. Hey. Good stuff. That was that was worth the wait. Yep. Weird news time. All right, I'm gonna have to dig some out. Well, I mean, let's fill let's, fill people. <laughs> let's talk first about the woman who shot her boyfriend in the chest. Yeah, and Explode. how stupid that is. Yes, on YouTube. Was it Facebook Live or YouTube? YouTube. 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 Hope those views yeah. were worth it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what were they thinking? I mean, I'm not. I don't. We shouldn't talk about this too much because obviously a man's dying. It's a shame. Yeah. But at the same time. What were they thinking? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, As a fame whore, Phil, what were they thinking? There are some things that even I wouldn't do. <laughs> like get killed on air. I mean, yeah, because no one knows his name. It's like, oh no, this woman shot her, girl, her, her boyfriend. It's like, it's, it, and it's just, I mean, oh my God, it's just... I, I honestly I, don't I, know what the outcome of that she was expecting. I still can't oh. understand the thought processes through doing that. Hey, you know what's going to go viral if I murder you? On air. It's yeah. just like... What? Uh, that's the thing, I mean... I'm I assuming she, the, the gun wasn't meant to be loaded or the safety was meant to be on or something. It was supposed to be a prank. Yeah. Haven't, yeah. haven't, haven't they learned anything from films as well? But um, it only works if you have a Bible in your pocket. Like, it's <laughs> the Bible stops yeah. the bullet, not just the book. There seems to have been a bit of a spate of this, though, where prank videos have gone very, very badly wrong for people. There was, I that's can't remember the name of the YouTube, but there was one that... Funny. No, exactly, well, there's one... Set a YouTube or YouTube couple now who are under investigation for child abuse because yes. of the fact that yes. they play horrible pranks on their children and of course then put it on the internet oh, and now see, they're being investigated. That infuriates me. Duh. <laughs> pranks are not funny. Pranks That's have so never been funny. No. I agree. YouTube I agree. Are, not the one. Cafe well, it's the whole. I think it's the whole Johnny Knoxville that kind of craze. I'm not hearing a bad word about Jackass. No, I'm but sorry, but they uh, they were all rubbish. fully no. signed up for that. I think I know most yeah. of Jackass was actually scripted and it was all fully signed up for and they were participating. Yeah. Where pranks are against the public, that really annoys me. It was like that idiot who jumped on a car in New York and then expected to get away with it. Yeah, mm. like jumped onto a Lamborghini and stamped on the bonnet. Oh, no, you know, and, they stuff. Like, and again, it's like, what's funny about him doing that? Yeah. It's the, just like, well, no, if you're, if you're like jumping on someone else's car, expect to get a smack and, or to be arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I think the one that annoyed me the most was, I, I think they're still doing it, those um, guys who dress up in like full on Arab robes and headscarves and then carry a duffel bag and chuck it at members of the general public and, uh, and then run away. Not God funny. So oh my God. Oh, that guy, uh, Sam Pepper on YouTube. Uh, and was his, he the guy from so, Big Brother? The social experiment of him walking yeah. around touches, w- touching women's bottoms without their consent. And it's like, that's not a prank. That's just you being a sex pest and yeah. recording yeah, it. And the fact that you're recording it doesn't mean it's like a prank. It means that you're a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. I think Balls of Steel was pretty much the epitome of this when it was on air. Oh, see, but parts of that were really, really funny. Parts of it were. Nev was not funny. Jumping on people's backs in the middle of the street and no. trying to ride them like a cowboy. Is no, not no, no, no. ever. I'd love that if happened to me. I can tell story. I'd go with that. Well, what if it happened? You jump on somebody who's got an actual bad back, and yeah. then they collapse. Because the if that was heat. me, that would be game over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'd take one of my vertebrae out of place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, like I say, something like that happened to me. That would be an automatic 
Yeah, swing, swing and that's it. I always yeah. think like, how would I react if this were to happen to me in public? Yeah, and how would I feel about that being broadcast over the internet? They tell you it's on TV. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I, mean, the, yeah. I mean, the devil's pranks always funny because he'd do stupid stuff like go into a car park and like make the spaces too small. Oh, I mean, or, he, like, yeah, or like the, um, the dog poo on London Bridge. Was one. it, was uh, it uh, Dawn Dawn Porter being yeah. the keenest flytrap? Was hilarious yes. as well. But it, I mean, yeah, just in general, it's like be more creative in your humour. Yes, and don't shoot your boyfriend on the internet. Yes. Yeah. Are we ready for our next story? From the wonders of the Belfast Telegraph. The man looks like so we're, um, we're popping over, Yes, we're popping over the Irish Sea. I thought it was iced tea for a second. Right, this is going to get more and more absurd as we go through. I'm warning you now. It's like a lynching tale. I'm ready. Yeah. Blind Tyrone man caught in cattle barn with rubber glove and broom shaft. <laughs> Do you want me to recap that for you? Just no, no, so no, it I'm, I'm, just, I'm processing. Continue. This is the blind man caught by a farmer in a cattle barn wearing a balaclava, a vet's rubber inspection glove, and carrying a wooden brush shaft. The completely bizarre incident came to light at Omar County Crown Court, where 44-year-old Anthony Morris of Bradkill Road in Plumbridge was found guilty of intending to cause damage to cattle and theft following a one-day trial. Still good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is when it gets freaky. Morris was discovered by the farmer who had been gone to investigate noise in his barn in the early hours of the morning on the March 18th last year. He had tried to hide, but the farmer and his brother caught Morris in a cattle pen and pinned him down until the police arrived. Whilst he was being held, Morris, who had a torch strapped to his head, was also carrying blue rope and a penknife, put on a foreign accent and said, Mimi, steal ear tags, Mimi, look at it, tags. I have a quick question. Yes. Let's go back to the beginning. Did he say blind? Yes. So why has he got a torch on his head? <laughs> We'll come back to that. That is a good question. <laughs> it gets worse. But when the police arrived, they unmasked Morris, who the farmer recognised because he'd done work for him in the past. He was also wearing a body warmer stolen from the farmer's lorry weeks earlier, but he denied this too. During the trial, Morris came up with a host of wonderful and weird excuses for his actions on the cattle barn. Bit namely being, his balaclava, made from the leg of old tracksuit bottoms, was a face warmer he'd lifted by mistake <laughs> instead of a woolen cap. The wooden shaft was to help him carry his with his balance because his medication was making him feel dizzy. The rubber glove was already in the body warmer and he used it to clean the fungi out of a water bottle and he, and he also carries the penknife to open up food for his 17 cats. <laughs> Morris was originally questioned about the cruelty to animals, but none of the cattle in the barn were injured, and it was not specified in court what the allegations of cruelty involved. He blamed his presence in the barn on a mystery man who Morris said forced him to go into the barn to look at ear tags on the cattle because he believed the farmer had stolen three cows from him. Morris said in court the unnamed man, who had been a blast from the past, had threatened his 14-year-old son to turn up his house for he touched him with something metal. Prosecution barrister Michael McCallie said are you going to tell us what it was no morris said was it a stick a bar a coat hanger asthma morris said it wasn't a coat hanger was it a can of san San pellegrino (laughs) could have been asked if he'd been touched with a gun morris said he was during his trial morris said he walked with the aid of a stick and claimed to be totally blind in one eye and partially sighted in the other one he said he could only see black blobs and was diagnosed with limited sight in 2005 however in another bizarre twist it emerged that even with his sight problems Morris had been able to keep riding a motorbike (laughs) (laughs) 
something that prosecution said the items Morris were carrying were like a puzzle in a TV show and it disclosed the explanations as nonsense. Mr. McKilly remarked that Morris's unusual claims were an intent to fudge why he was in the barn that night. A jury took just an hour to convict Morris of intending to damage cattle and the theft of a body warmer and a solar calculator he had in his pocket at the time. <laughs> His extensive criminal record, including convictions for burglary, firearms, theft, and traffic violations, was then revealed. He will be sentenced next month. Judge Philip Babington allowed him to remain on bail. And that's from the Belfast Telegraph Digital. Um. Um. Yeah. I. I I have no words. I I just love the solar calculator. Was the last thing mentioned in that story. If you can only see black blobs, how is he supposed to be looking at tags to just explain whether or not it, the well, tag matches the stolen candle? I'm so confused by everything in this I, story. I mean, the one thing that does make sense in this story is that the man has 17 cats. Yes. Yeah. That's I love too how he specif- specific- specified the number there. Not, yeah. not 16, not 18, 17. What was he doing? Well, I think that's what we were trying to figure out, guys. I think I that's think. what this farm was trying to figure out. I, think, I, don't think, I don't think even he knows what he was trying to do. <laughs> it, it was a curious incident in the night time, I believe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like he took bath salts yes. and just had a really weird night, and then now he's trying to backtrack, and he's like, what was I doing in that it, barn? It sounds <laughs> like a budget Interfer- film. Interfering with those cows. What was I doing? I don't know. Um, it's a- also, the charges, intending to... Harm cows, like I'm I mean, sure surely anyone, inspection anyone who's ever been to McDonald's has intention to harm a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, ha- the think the farm has already been committed by the time you walk into McDonald's. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, it, but it's, I, 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 mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I think yeah. you are right. But it would have been ten years ago when James Corden and that other bloke out of Gavin and Stacey yeah. was still not particularly famous. But this, the, all of these news stories you're finding just seem to me they, they seem as if some somewhere. It, Journalists are going, I can't be bothered to write anything. It's, I'll go and find one of these random news AI things. I'll chuck a couple of words in there and yeah. it'll produce me this really interesting sounding they story. Think they have like a fruit machine where they'll pull the handle and a random news story just drops out. Like, he's blind. Black blobs. He now has a torch. He now can see certain things. Face warmer made out of leg of a pair of sweatpants. And then suddenly he's got a solar powered calculator in his pocket. So I don't. This story. I, I will follow the sentencing with interest. Yeah, I think I think Channel Four should do a, a documentary. It should be Britain's version of the O.J. Simpson trial. I think that's as good as our television quality. Yeah, it does sound like a budget horror film. Top Trumps, woo! We're about to play a round of Top Trumps. Thirty things to see and do at Carfest. Right, Go on then, explain. Carfest is a festival that's run by Chris Evans every Ugh. year. It promotes it on Radio Two. It's got crap bands, cars, Chris Evans. It's not for the children in need as well. Yeah, it's for children in need. But apparently, you could buy Top Trumps at Carfest. Thirty things to see and do at Carfest. So, have we got more than thirty cards? Somebody count how many cards we've got. No, there's, definitely, there's definitely thirty. Yeah, there's definitely. I've just looked at my cards and I'm just like, I'm, I can't see how Carfest and these cards go together. Shall we crack on through? Yeah. All right, Phil, you can pick first. Okay, I'm going to go with 10cc. <laughs> 10cc rocking the stage since the 1970s have achieved commercial, critical, and creative success in equal measure. They've sold 15 million albums in the UK alone, including tracks such as 
Rubber Bullets and Dreadlock Holiday. I don't know either of those songs. <laughs> no. Nope. You do know Dreadlock Holiday. I don't like cricket. I love it. <gasps> oh my god, I do it's love cricket. Why, why didn't they say, uh, I'm not in love? Yeah, I was going to say, so doesn't like, everybody like, know that? That's the song, right? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so I'm going to say, audience, 18,000. George? I can't beat that, but I'm going to try with some cake. I've got slightly random yeah i've got what looks like is supposed to be some sort of bake-off rip-off uh britain's best which is britain's best pavilion supports food and drink created by small producers from across the uk from fudge to wine gluten-free breads to mouth-watering muffins the range of products available is always of high standard and produced on home soil sadly without melon too um unfortunately the audience is only ten thousand. okay i'm gonna go with the historic uh f17 which is the Lotus, uh, Lotus Judd from the 1989 Formula One season, driven by Nelson Piquet and Sakatoru uh, Nakajima. Mm-hmm. Did you know that impression? Were you reading yeah, from the camera? No. Well, I was going to say, because you were looking I'm, at Ryan, he knows this. Yeah. He knows this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a Formula One fan, have been for years. You and Hans, you need to chat. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, only an audience of 16,000. That's quite low for a car. Yeah. Mr. Bluefield. You can only fit four people in it, though. <laughs> I, I can see a certain amount of fact-finding disinformation here. That most of these figures are going to be the same. Oh, so I'm going to draw draw with Phil. Yes. Uh, with um, Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the English synth-pop duo Andy and Vince take to the stage. The band are rumoured to have acquired their name by accident when a technician wrote the word randomly, Erasure, on their demo tape. Of a single, who needs love like that? And they also got an audience of eighteen thousand. And I think that they just picked a number out of the air. Yeah. Is that just the capacity for the arena? Well, I think when we find out how much audience all the cars got. Right, I have another car with the seven in the title. I have oh, the no. anniversary seven apparently, which there are more than nine million Mustangs which have been sold, and it was first launched in nineteen sixty four. I had no idea why it's called the anniversary seven. But it's a Mustang, and it's only got an audience of 16,000. Oh, yes, I... Yeah. Remember that, listeners? Oh, yes, yes, I'm... 16, I'm Ryan's well car had an audience of 16,000. <laughs> Important fact to remember there. The band's both got 18,000, and two cars so far have only got 16,000. I mean, 000. I'm trying... So I can only imagine that a car would get an audience like that if you were, like, dogging or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a big audience for a, a, a single vehicle. What kind of dogging Where events you have you dogging at, 16,000 like 16, or 16,000? Wembley. <laughs> He is verified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, he was a cat. So. <laughs> uh, I've got muscle car. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I should have said it on Lane Goodman. Yes. Seven! Seven! Muscle car, seven! <laughs> um, anybody take, want to take a guess what the audience was? 16,000. 16, oh, yes! <laughs> it apparently has two doors. <laughs> right. So, you get to pick the next one. Ginger power. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick my next card, which is the Hot Rod Seven. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most diverse set of top tops I've ever had, and I'm going to go with the audience for this car. No, which pick another category. Go on, go on, pick another category. No, Just pick another category. Okay, I'm going to pick another category, which I've got a feeling is going to be pretty much the same for everybody. Appearances at Carfest. Two. What was it again? It was it was a hot rod seven. 
It looks like rum with a roof. <laughs> <laughs> and it, there's, some, there's some things written on a blue background in black text, which is pretty unreadable for anybody with like sight problems. So this is a really bad cat car. Dave, okay, I'm going to go with the red, the red barrows. <laughs> the red barrows. <laughs> oh, Sorry, is that playing the red arrows? Yes, with Will Barrows. I'll, I'll, I'll read the blurb. Thought you had seen it all. Come along and see our acrobatic farmers doing flips and tricks with their wheelbarrows. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Oh my god! Acrobatic How farmers. How do we get tickets for Carfest? <laughs> Can we book them for Geeky Brummie? How many appearances? Six. Wow, impressive, Ooh. George. Uh, I've got the car, the Magnificence. Seven! There we go. <laughs> uh, symbols of speed, luxury and wealth. Ferrari sports cars are difficult not to admire. Witness how the models have developed across the years. The latest models reaching speeds of over 217 miles an hour. It also has six appearances at Carfest. Impressive. Phil? I have the air display. I, I mean, the copywriting on these cars is incredible. Just the air display. Just a generalised one. Is it a bird? Come along to see the Daredevil pilots in action as they soar through the sky with an impressive display of stunts and aerial aero- acrobatics. I don't know, is it a bird? No. <laughs> um, even though there is a, fi- a picture Isn't of a bird. Isn't that a journalistic thing if any question starts with it, if any headline oh, starts with a question, it automatically what the law means is no. Called, yeah. yeah, there is a law that's basically if the headline is a question, the answer is no. Appearances at Carfest, six. Guy. I got Bouncy Castle. Woo! Woo! Um, dive into the world of Bouncy Castles and Bounce Two Drop. There are ten bou- castle- Bouncy Castles across the big show. Sorry, Uncle John. It's just for the kids. So, John ain't going to be happy. You kids, get out that Bouncy Castle! <laughs> Do I say you got that Bouncy Castle? I'm going on that Bouncy Castle. Kids! Our <laughs> number of appearances. Oh yeah, John also got annoyed because somebody got sand on his towel. It's like you're at a beach. <laughs> Do you think he not? He doesn't know what beaches are for. <laughs> he told his son to stand on a piece of wood so he wouldn't get sand on his feet. Anyway, anyway enough about that abusive father. Appearances uh, is a car fest free. All right, I have an activity which you're all familiar with: camping. Why are we all familiar with that? We've all been camping at least no. once in life. No. What? Never been camping. You're nope. from the north that you all live in tents up there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Shade. <laughs> yes. Anorex umbrellas, sun, cre- sun cream and sunglasses. We hope you all prefer for all weathers this weekend. One thing's for sure, you'll have lots of fun with your outdoor adventures. No, you no, won't. You won't. Camping's <laughs> awful. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the worst. Hence Appearances at Carfest. Six. The That's big it. old tie, I think. Yes, I don't think whoever designed these cards understood no. the concept of Chris Evans. Well, yeah. And that things have to have different numbers so right. you can win or not win. It, it seems to be the theme of the pack is cars, terrible activities that nobody wants to go to. What else we got there? What else can and we, bands. What else can we right. see at Carfest? Do you want to know barrow? what bands we can see? Every we can single see. car was... Ever, whatever car? Seven? Seven. Seven. Is it the seventh car test made? the bands were. Yes. Texas. I'm sure we said Top Loader. Yep. And the other one I've forgotten. Eliza Al- Doolittle. Yeah, Do you remember her? Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> top quality headlining acts here. This is better than Glastonbury. <laughs> top Loader. The, the, there's also the, the Lamb Rally. Yep. Sheep Racing. Rally. Yep. Nice. Yeah. We also have. More cakes. Cakes versus pies. Ooh. Silent nice. Disco. Standard nice. feature any festival. Yeah. Bugfest. So bunk fest. <laughs> Which is if creep recordings don't have you jumping for the nearest table, then you'll love bug fest. Come down, see all sorts of bugs creeping around, and if you're feeling brave, try petting the snakes. Nah, you're right. <laughs> snakes aren't bugs. What are they doing at bug fest? Noisy toys. 
Doctor Stunts. <laughs> I should say that name very carefully. Build BBC Children in Need Hub. Oh, where you can come and see Pudsy. I'd, I'd love to hit Pudsy Ben. <laughs> Give him another black eye. Just annoys me. He's just dancing around. He's always dancing. So sort of like, stop being so happy. You're supporting a charity where children are in need. Stop your dancing. And the best activity, but only has an audience of 60, so not even a thousand on this one, is Tank Heroes. <laughs> where you get to drive a small tank around. That sounds like great fun. Yep, Carfest, I don't think we'll be visiting. Aww. I think me and the makers of Top Trumps are going to have to have words soon. I think nobody won that. We all <laughs> lost that. So now we're going to hand over to the amazing inventor of Chapop, a Mr. B, the gentleman rammer. He is here. Just been very privileged to sit in on Mr. B's soundcheck here at the old joint stock in Birmingham. Welcome back to Birmingham. How are you? Very well, sir. Very well. Um, you know, plodding along with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And welcome back to our beautiful city. It's always lovely to be here, always a delight. Downstairs had a bit raucous on a Saturday evening. a lot of grey raucousness down there, I think, yes. this evening. It seems to be quite a certain, yeah, there's a certain age group in the in the. I think today, it's I think. the heat. It, it could be the heat. Yeah. It could be the heat and, isn't it, armed services, armed forces yes. day or something like that? Yes. So I saw a couple of old guys going in with tattoos on their forearms, you know, very blue, bloody sort of... Yes. Smudgy tattoos, I thought they're probably ex services type. So, yeah, we just... it's been that kind of a day in Birmingham. I think so like everything's seems. been on, yes, so it seems. Mm-hmm. And now, this and you was in Wimbledon yesterday as well. So. I was in Wimbledon, yes. I played at a place that well, it used to be called the William Morris Club back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I once played there many, many years ago with my first ever band and that sort of thing. So, it was quite nice to go back there. Mm-hmm. It's William Martin, Morris, beautiful designer. So of course, Sheeran has a beautiful interior. Yes, uh, well, no. That's the thing. It's not called the William Morris Club anymore. It's There's a reason Tunnel why. 267, and it's more of a sort of Proper black night. box venue. Yes. With Proper nightclub. Yes, yeah. with a nice bar and that sort of thing. It's nice even yes. out, but it's not William Morris anymore. No, it's a bit of a shame. Beautiful artwork, but never mind. There you go. So you're here tonight to do your latest set. I am indeed. I am. I don't know exactly what that entail. I know roughly what's going to be in there, but... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think I sometimes just judge the crowd and think, oh, I think let's, let's try A few surprises coming up. There could be some surprises, yes. I did, obviously you saw me unpacking a trombone, which is not something that happens often. and may well not happen very often again in the future. <laughs> but there you go, I'm sticking with it for now. That makes a slight change to the banjo lately. Yes, I mean the banjo lately obviously is still there, but yeah. it's nice to mix things up. I often like to do things, at some point I'll do a show with all the extra bits, like you know, with a looper pedal. I sometimes do it at Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Do the whole thing. Weirdly, I do it at Edinburgh when you get literally five minutes to sound check and plug everything in. <laughs> I'll take a looper along and a piano and all, all lots of other bits and bobs. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff for a show which really I should just be plugging a banjolele in and just being yeah. done with it. There you go. But that's the fun of Edinburgh. That's it the is joy indeed. of being there. That's you, part of it. The panic. You can experiment and you can get away with it as much yes. as you possibly want. Exactly. And you're just starting off the new chapstick out. I have. I've just, well, I've just finished the new Chapstick yes. album, but it's not going to be out until well after the summer. Probably a bit into the autumn, maybe November or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's done, and it's, I think it's sounding rather, it's Chapstick Volume 2. Yes. It's Mr. B, the Gentleman Selector, presents. Yes. So rather than the Gentleman Rhymer. Uh, Chapstick Volume 2, Old Jack Swing. Ooh. And it's, whereas the first Chapstick album, Acid Ragtime, was very sort mm-hmm. of an acid house yep. thing, this is, this is a bit of a garage album. Hmm. Or garage, should I say? Garage. <laughs> carport. Exactly, carport. Yes, I keep trying to work out what the proper word would be for that. 
yes. carport could do the job. We're actually at Birmingham, the home of the first garage. Of course. Yes, it it is. is in Birmingham, the first house with a garage building. Ooh. I don't think it still exists anymore, but it is somewhere in the local area. I see. I think it's due to Austin being here. Right, of course, yes. Many, very many moons ago. Yes. The Midlands is, in, is car land. Yes. So, or, or Leyland. <laughs> of course. Yes. So, how do you find the difference between experiment with something like your um, gentleman selector versus gentleman rhymer? Is it a different creative <laughs> process? It can be tricky. I do remember I did a best of all last year. They gave me two hours. I probably should have done around it. I realise now that I should have done it around the other way because I did an hour Mr. Be the Gentleman rhymer set. Yes. And then I did an hour sort of D. DJ set doing my sort of chapstep, more dance music based things, and I had Acid Edward with me, and uh, my friend Super Dicky, who's a large man and wears tweed and a wrestling mask, and they were getting the crowd going. But looking back at the photos from the start of the chapstep set to the end of the chapstep set, there was what one can only call a considerable thinning out of the crowd. <laughs> I put it down to it just being very, very warm in there, and they'd oh, seen yes. the Mr. Be the Gentleman rhyme set, and I think two hours to be in a place. It was, it was in the um, for a standing club only. That's quite a long yes, it's set quite a long time. So that is why, and I did go back there later, and there was even less people there, so that was fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm going to put together a new show for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know quite what it'll entail. It'll be more of a kind of weird club night stroke tea party. I that sounds exactly. like fun. As long as there's a gin yes. involved, people will be happy. Exactly, there will be gin. <laughs> so we met you first, oh uh, God, just about a year and a bit ago now at Kit Conway is doing a DJ set. Yes, indeed. So is that something you still want to explore, carrying on with a DJ Absolutely, set? Absolutely, yes. Well, that was, you know, that was very much, again, a Mr. Be the Gentleman Selector mm-hmm. set. So it's, it's hard to sell. Although that said, you know, with the new album, because it's more, uh, there's certainly a lot more vocals and songs on, yeah. the, on the new Chapstep album. Whereas the previous one was just a few weird old sort of British comedy samples and old samples of music yeah. from the past, along with bits of, you know, with beats and acid and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's definitely more a coherent group of songs and, and plus some, you know, an, there's an, an advert for a thing called Club Entropicana there mm-hmm. in the album. And there's <laughs> a couple of sections where it's just shout, shiteites yeah. or shitesite. Yeah. So um, they're, um, yeah, they're a bit of fun. Yeah, because I imagine the samples must be a bit of a curious thing to get authorization sometimes. Well, to be honest with you, I kind of consider I probably just go under the radar of most people. So, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I te- also tend to use samples from a very long time ago. Yes. Or things that I know that, you know, I'll get away with and what have you. So, yeah, no, it's not, you yeah, know, not in current publication or. Yes, yeah. that sort of thing. And also, just, you know, I try and be, you have to try and be a bit smart with it. There's no point just sampling a whole chunk of stuff I tend to chop things up so they yeah. sound vaguely like the original but not musically the same and that sort of thing yeah that sounds beautiful you're only here for one night I am indeed it's going to be an amazing night it's always an amazing night it should be fun the gin will be flowing it shall what's the next thing you're up to um, what's happening next I'm off to what am I doing I'm going to have to check the diary I never know what I'm doing from one week to the next I just sort of you know, people who say, so what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, mm, don't yes. really know. Yeah, my wonderful wife is my calendar organiser for me. I just turn up where she tells me that I'm <laughs> to be. I just get pointed in the right direction. So <laughs> what's happening next? I'm going to see Richard Dawson tomorrow. Oh, Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely giving you my social calendar now. Yeah. I'm going for a curry with some old friends in Soho on the, <laughs> on Monday night. Um, what am I doing? 
I'm going to see a chap about possibly making me a ukulele on Thursday. Ooh, very Then what have we got? Oh, then I'm DJing at a, at a friend's birthday party. <laughs> no, there we, there we are. What are we doing? No, that, that, that's it. Uh, the 7th, I'm doing Glass Denbury Festival yes. in Denbury. And then hopefully this needs to be arranged, but I'm hopefully playing in Nottingham. Mm-hmm. And then in Newcastle at a steampunk do on the 9th. Then it's all, it's all go, really. It's all festival season and... Yeah. Where we had yeah, Jurassic Fields and Vintage Festival in Cardiff mm-hmm. and Manchester and Guildford Fringe. Yes, it suddenly gets incredibly busy. Yeah, and so you've got Glastonbury's on this weekend, which is yes. usually the kick-off of the festival season. Exactly. That's exactly. when everybody starts getting mental intense. In a, in a All field. that sort of thing, yes. Yeah. So I'm actually not doing it this year, which is, yeah, it's yeah. the first time for a while I've not done it, but I'm not too upset. No. It's fine. It's a, you know... It's nice. It's a nice thing to do because lots of people turn up and people yeah. talk about it and things like that. But I can imagine a festival set's quite intense compared to something like this, where you know you've got a certain size of audience. Possibly, although that said, I, I tend to be a bit of a go-to, <coughs> a go-to act at festivals. But I think because I'm, you know, you can dance to what I do and I have songs, but it's also kind of amusing and whimsical and fun. Yeah. So I think a lot of people tend to. I always tend to do really well at festivals. I always have packed out tents, which is really nice, or roughly packed out. Yeah. But um, so yes, and also there's there's little pressure in a way at festivals because you know people are there to be at a festival. They're not yeah. there. Whereas this evening, I sort of feel you know, whatever pressure I occasionally do feel, I feel it more on a night like tonight because people are paid specifically to be entertained yeah. by me, and if I don't entertain them, they just have to go home and and be rather upset. I suppose the festival crowd, crowd you're going to know within the first couple of minutes exactly, if yes. they're going to stay or if they're going to go because yes. they'll, they'll wander over and, and generally you know I tend to be able to you know even if they don't know what on earth's going on you know, send, you know see a chap wandering on stage with a banjo lady and a moustache and they'll they will cast aspersions <laughs> and think oh no what's this? this is going to be rubbish and then it's nice to surprise those people and have those be the people that really come along with you and you know buy merchandise off you afterwards and follow you and that sort of thing and come along to proper gigs that's so I do enjoy the festivals. But that said, yes, Glastonbury is just too big and you end up having to park two hours walk away from the venue and walk through the mud and rain. Obviously, I'm not doing it this year. That's why the weather's nice. <laughs> and uh, yes. Guaranteed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always a good one to do and I love doing the show. It's just all, you know, having to try and... When you're know, getting on the stage when there's almost nowhere to go, when you're hop, hopping around on, with one yeah. welly on, trying to put some proper, <laughs> one proper shoe on the other foot and trying not to fall into a big quagmire and run at the same time. That you get, can you don't get fun. the joy of a dressing room at Glastonbury. No. Well, last year I remember getting changed back yeah, sort of out of my stage gear and just getting it all covered in mud because I was in this sort of tent that was already waterlogged yeah. that was sort of the dressing room and... There was probably about three feet of space for me to get changed and there were other people in there. So I was getting changed and literally under my feet was on top of a suitcase was a baby having its nappy changed that I had to try not to tread on while I was trying to get changed out of my things and also try not to fall into the mud. It was all very confusing and slightly, uh, yes, just just slightly discombobulating. Yes. I can imagine it's it's quite a curious experience. It was curious. It leaves you with memories, which is the joy of a it festival. Does. Indeed, indeed. Even though most people who go to a festival try and have no memory of the <laughs> exactly. They vaguely get flashbacks about 20 years later. Oh, God! <laughs> That's where the tent ended up. <laughs> exactly. That's brilliant. Um, where can we find you online? 
Um, you can find me um, in Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Gentleman Rhymer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm on Facebook. Just look for me to be the Gentleman Rhymer on Facebook yes. and all that sort of thing. I yeah. think that's most of them, isn't it? Yes. Oh, on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, of course, as well. Mixcloud, yeah. Mixcloud, yes. DJ sets are on there. Yes, DJ sets are on Mixcloud. There's a few of those on there now. And I do radio, a couple of radio shows. One on this thing called a Thursday Night Show, which is an occasional uh, Thursday um, yeah, internet radio thing. And also on one Brighton FM down in Brighton. But it's gone, I think they've got a... Um, you can listen to it online, but they've also got an FM licence now as well, mm. which Lovely. is nice. So I do yes. my little... Well, it wasn't a chat hop radio hour, but next next month is te- it's changing into the chat hop radio two hours. So I don't, I'm gonna have to change the name of it, really. Yeah. Is there a, is there a word for two hours? Like a fort at fort at no. By hour no. But no. Yeah, we end, we're again that yes. dodgy territory of trying to work out what. We'll turn it into by monthly is when you're trying. That was the answer, the yeah. winning answer, or or well, yeah. we gave it when we went on holiday a couple of weeks ago. My brother and his girlfriend apparently got the winning answer, which you know, it said, "If something is bi-monthly, how many times a year does it come out?" Mm. And I would have said six times a year. Is it six or is it twenty-four? Well, it's as it turns out, it's both. Or I googled it. It can, I think that maybe bi-monthly it might be an American version. The yes. twenty-four might be yeah. an American version. So we'd say fortnightly in the Britain. Exactly, you say fortnightly, but they don't really fort say hourly. fortnightly. Exactly, fortnightly. The fortnightly fort fort, chap of hour. The fortnightly, yeah, the fort, Mr. B's fort chap hourly of fort hour. Yes. Could work. <laughs> yes, I, I think I'm just going to have to rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have the amazing Mr. B Gentleman Rhymer website where you can find your YouTube videos. Yes, that's um, gentlemanrhymer.com. Yes, and you have all your previous back catalogue on there. Uh, yes, it's all on there. Well, apart from, of course, there's, uh, I say, and Flattery Not Included, the original first two albums, yes. which are no longer available. Although, I will be, I've just done, to a little secret, I've just done a very, very limited run of um, Silk Pocket Squares. Yes. Well, I've got some here, but this this is the ordinary Mr. B, the gentleman, Rhymer Pocket Square. Uh, for you, all of you out there in Radio Land, yes. just showing that off. And you also got the acid ragtime jazz one with yes, the I smiley face with the beautiful moustache. Yes. And I also have the which is the, the, the cover of I Say, which is a painting of me on a white horse as Napoleon that my father-in-law did, which is the cover of the album I Say, and it's not been available for a long time, but we've got a silk pocket square done of the cover. Oh, and so I'm going to do a strictly, strictly limited edition, yes. probably charged Far too much money for it, but I don't <laughs> care because there's literally only going to be about 15 of them or something like that. But keep an eye on the website with bated breath. Exactly, yes, yes, do that. Thank you very much for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. And Good we'll to see definitely you. catch up again with soon. Yes, splendid. Yes, natural. And thanks to Mr. B for having a chat with us. Okay, so it's been eight weeks since we since did we our. I saw you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a busy man. So it's been eight weeks since we did our Twin Peaks special. Uh, recapping the first two seasons ahead of the return, so we're now halfway, just under, I think, just under halfway through this new season. I believe Act One is over, and what an act it is! So, thoughts, people. <laughs> I mean, I mean is, is that that's a loaded question? Um, okay, so I'm going to go with my. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I spent about six weeks bored out of my skull. <gasps> the first, like the opener, incredible. And then, like, I'm sorry, but I really, really, really want something horrible to happen to Dougie. Because I'm just like, it's more like, more like a don't-gee. Um, he's just, it's, I, it's so 
it's so Lynchian in that you, it's just so frustrating. You'll watch, you're watching nothing happen, just like in real time. Hmm. And I still, so, you know, you spend weeks going, oh, I wish something would happen. I wish something would happen. I want, I want more mythology. I want more plot. And then you get to episode eight, and then she's like, oh, you, you asked for it. You're gonna get it. Yeah. And and basically, I am still trying to mentally unpack everything I saw in episode eight. I mean, I've seen it three times now, and I still can't get my head around it. Other than got a light. It's it is like I mean it's 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 that it's it's like undiluted Lynch in that it is like watching a dream. It is so there's just a sense of dread. There's a sense of the uncanny. Um, it actually was probably the most linear episode, like linear thing he's ever done. Mm. In that it was separated into these sort of three or four acts. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I just it's it's a complete game changer, and it. Yeah, it just gave me everything I wanted, you know, with the giant and the the woodsman and just like, I mean, oh my, and I, I kind of like how they sidestepped that Frank Silva isn't around to play Bob anymore by introducing this incredibly equally scary and, and sort of unearthly villain. Do you not feel that he, even though he's dead and gone, that's a shame, his presence on the show is oh, still everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Like, I ne- mean, it's not. Go there on. was and and there was some a really really um, creepy camera effect when um, a certain character is in prison, and uh, there's a there's a, there's a the thing in the mirror where the, his face appears mm. within his face, and it's sort of like a a slightly you know cooler visual effect than what they did with Leland in in season two. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so, and and then obviously in episode eight, you you witness the origin of Bob or, or how he en- entered this world from wherever he, from whence he came. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just the way that they, they managed to use his image without using the actor. It, it makes it even creepier, I think. Keith, what about you? Like- well, I'm, I'm loving it so far. Okay. Purely because it is so Lynchian and there is there, there's no concession in it as a programme. It's what he wants to make. There's no mm. sense of I've got to pl- play to the people who are perhaps fans of the first series or fans of the second series. It's literally, I am doing the story I want to tell. And I do like the fact that for seven weeks, it was like, uh, you're just along for the ride. You have no idea what's going on. And then you're kind of fed in eight. And I still think that eight isn't, there's still too much in there. It's like, I still have no idea what's going on. And it's like, is that just, uh, is is that real? Is it not real? Because the whole dream, sent, the dream-like nature of it is kind of like, what you know, I still can't figure out what's going to go on. I am not even going to make an attempt to try and figure out where we're going to go next and what's going to happen. I mean, I'm but it is so brilliant that it's just it is so David Lynchian. You know, you're getting throwbacks to things like Razorhead and stuff, mm. and just weird, strange kind of just undecipherable stuff in there. It's just it's magnificent. I'm I'm I I'm loving it. I really am. I, I look forward to every new episode. Yes, it's been frustrating. It's been frustrating at times. Yeah. So it's been some dragging. But times. oh my god. It's when you you've got weeks and weeks of frustration, but then like the tiniest moment can be the payoff. Like when you find out who Laura Dan's character is. Mm. I screamed. <laughs> Don't say. I'm not gonna say, say, but I literally I was just like, okay. Oh, it's like, oh Lynch, oh, oh, you did that, you did that. But this all like all the callbacks and everything as well, you know. Even though we've got actors who aren't with us anymore, we're still referencing their characters in the story. And they, like you said, the presence of these like people. Like Major Briggs, for example. Yeah. The presence of these Philip people Jeffries, is... Um, it's just, it, we're it, all hoping it, for it a feels... Bowie cameo, right? Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we don't get it in some way. Well, this is... I've got a theory. Tim Roth is in the cast list. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah. If you're gonna, somebody's going to play Bowie, Tim Roth... 
Oh, that's interesting. You feel that? Yeah. I think I could go with that. Mm. He's like the ma- most, the biggest actor who hasn't appeared yet. I am. St- the thing is, like all the people who are in the cast, like I am still waiting for the return of Audrey Horn because we know she's going to be in it. It's just going. to... I'm waiting for the return but, of Big Ed Hurley. But it's, it's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit like with um now that you know Norma and Shelley, you know they've oh, they've Norma. made their appearances and oh I mean they they both look so incredible considering it's been 25 years. Um, but like. They've been, they've been in it a couple of episodes, but they haven't done out. Nothing's happened. Well, this is the other Nothing's actually happened in the world of Twin Peaks apart from in the sheriff's department. And I'm actually, I really like that Hawk has quite a big mm. role. Yeah, I, I kind of like the fact that we haven't really been to Twin Peaks properly yet either. Yeah, yeah we're, in, we're in South Dakota or we're in Vegas. It, it, and... it feels like all the music and everything's going to kick back in once well, we, we get there. That's been yeah. that's been one of the very noticeable things is is that we've had not much of Angela Badalamenti's music in the first few episodes. It's kind we of had, there, yeah. hints of it here and there. But what I am loving is the bands at the end of the episodes. It's a lovely um, cinematic thing as well with the credits yeah. every week. Yeah, And James Hurley is not cool. Oh, agreed. And he is aged He's terribly. never been cool. But he has had but, an accident, so you know. Okay, let's wrap this up because we're going we're gonna to come back to this at some point, more, probably midway through the second half of the series. Best new character and best moment so far. <sighs> Um, George, you might want to cover your ears for this. So my favourite new character is, um, again, without saying, without spoilers, I think it's going to have to be Laura Dern. Um, just because it's like, it's so bold what they've done with her. And I think my favourite moment, uh, um, I'm going to say the entire final act of episode eight, the sort of um, the sort of uh, black and white New Mexico little chapter with the woodsman and um, the girl, the girl who falls asleep. Um, because it's just... It's horrifying. They, we've got a new poem after Firewalk with me. We've got this is the water, this is the well, drink deep and descend. And it's it's just so yeah. creepy, and it was just it was it gave me everything that I'd spent eight weeks wanting. Keith, it's almost parallel to to Phil. S- same scene, and the and the woodsman is uh, you know just that whole got a light, got a light, you know, like, like, God, that's horrifying. Oh, just, oh. So, and I watched it alone at home at night, which is just the worst yeah. thing to do because I was like checking under my bed before I went to sleep. Your favorite character, new characters? The, the, the woodsman. I, I okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Richard Horn. I'm fascinated by him. There's, oh, there's something, so there's a, something a, about. I have a Richard theory. Horn. I have a theory about him, which I'm going to say to you off air because okay. it's a very spoilery theory. Okay. There's something about him. There's, there's more. He's, a, he's a wrong one. He's the Richard and Linda of the Richard and Linda in the beginning. If you know what I'm not about. Oh, no. We'll talk about that okay, there. Okay. Uh, and favourite moment so far? I really like the stuff with Matthew Lillard in Buckhorn. I really I like got, the I'd always forgotten about that, I yeah. That and I want more about that because there's obviously something with that. There's going to be a payoff but, later but, on. But the, oh, the, oh. the bit with the guy in the cell and the face floats up. But that was the woodsman, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, one of my other favourite moments was with the couple in front of the glass box in the first episode. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. 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 That, that, like... that, I mean, watching that at 2.45 in the morning oh was genuinely <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> that was a horrific moment. Uh, Twin Peaks is airing on Sky Atlantic Mondays at 2am or Tuesday nights at 9pm or wherever you can acquire it from. Just just go and watch it. And it's... if you want to add a layer of extra stuff, go and get yourself the Mark Frost uh, secret yes. dossier of Twin Peaks. Book. I'm reading that. It really adds a complete new uh, element to it. There are things in this world that make you cry. There are things in this world that go make you go why. It's time for us all to reveal why it's rubbish. Thank you for your usual excellent ident, Mr. Bloomfield. Put on the spot. Thirty <laughs> seconds to go. Come up with an ident. Guy, you can start us off. 
There's always something. Ooh, action now! Action now! Guess first. Guess Mr. Peterburn. Where are from our man? Is? And where does he? Where? Where is he coming from? For our podcast listeners, Ryan. From not another comic con. Not another comic con. Uh, why should we? Uh, sports day. <laughs> I, I, really oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I went and watched the kids and. And I competed and won the dad's race, so that well was done. awesome. However, it was like some of the parents who are almost kind of Rocky Montage-esque coaching their kids <laughs> for the beanbag race. <laughs> were, I, they, were they in full tracksuits with the little like hat on? Little, little Cindy and little Tommy, they don't need that kind of pressure. It's a beanbag race. <laughs> and you're like staring at them like, you best not lose this race. You best not. And then it's that, go on, and as soon as you win it, and it starts slagging off the other kid. He's not as fast as you. And you're like, they're nine. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what's rubbish. Sports day, not having it. It's enforced fun, yeah. and I always hate enforced fun. What is a beanbag race? I don't think we had this when I was at school. They <laughs> put it on their head. <laughs> they had to put it on their head, run to like a hoop, pull the hoop over them, run, and then skip, and it falls off constantly. But you've got to main. Like, it's like an egg and spoon race in a beanbag style okay. and then get to the end so have they banned the so egg and spoon we just had an egg and spoon race the, the, yeah. the egg and spoon race was still there they had an obstacle course race they had relay races three-legged wow. race they had long distance but all of these events that you have at sports day like that used to be prime time kids television programs with Pete Purvis where kids have to <laughs> do this kind of stuff on TV so yeah. I think, we should know. have a geeky rummy sports day that'd be hilarious no how quickly can you open this loot box? I do not exactly. do exercise. Can people not see this? <laughs> I, think, I think it's a sports day in, in name only. And there's yeah. events. It's a, yeah. it's a Geeky Brummy events day, so you have to do special things. If it's a bouncy castle, I'm in. <laughs> how fast can, go how fast fast can you inflate a, a bouncy castle? You've got to blow it up by your own breath. That'd be a good one. Wow. Uh, Returning to Mr. Halford, why is something rubbish to you? A uh, woman on the bus the other morning. Chatting nonsense on a phone. I don't need to hear a conversation at 7.45 in the morning. I'm knackered. I don't want to go to work. I start earlier now. Why do I need to hear what's going on with her dog? Why are kids going to prom? Just, just, what, just know people who speak on the phone at 7.45 in the morning to people who need to have that conversation that early in the morning. No one's really feeling that sociable or friendly that time in the morning. So why are you on the phone? What, what an absolute tool she was. So why is it rubbish? Two things. That woman and people talking on the phone early in the morning on the bus. George, you're up. Sunburn. Sunburn oh. sucks. I am one of the palest people alive, so it's like factor 50 or I'm like a lobster. <laughs> I was doing it. I going, excuse me, Ginger. Scottish family, I'm with you. I feel your pain. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I spent the, it, the, other, the other weekends uh, doing some promo events um, in cosplay. So I was dressed as Belle, which is like an off-the-shoulder style. So I ended up giving myself sunburn in stripes. So I had this highly attractive sunburn at the top of my arm and then burnt the top of my shoulder and then had this brilliant like white armband around yeah, the middle. Yeah, but a lap. I went it's to the beach look. on the hottest day of the year. <laughs> I know, but stripes. I wouldn't feet. mind if it was like even. It's like when you've like sat in a chair or something and then you only sunburn one arm Tiger I've done that before as well burn. yeah it just no like that taxi driver arm your right arm exactly yeah that's pretty much why I managed to do to myself yeah yes. yeah it was a good look it was a good look cool Mr Ellis so mine is a uh, sort of continuation of guys so I uh, work in London so I take the train all the time I like the quiet coach because I want to get some work done or I'm hungover and I want peace and quiet and people are on there They've got their phones, the volume turned on, so I can hear them click, click, clack, clack, typing, and then like their phones are ringing, ding, ding, and ringing. I'm like, are you so important that you need the volume on? No, 
no you're not. And then, or if they're in the quiet coach and they come in as a group and they start talking and it's like literally there are signs everywhere saying keep noise to a minimum. I'm hungover, what are you doing? Go into coach C with the rest of the rabble if you want to have a nice chat. <laughs> I am here to enjoy the peace and quiet and yeah, basically just um, other humans are why it's rubbish for me. Is that is that the same coach where someone farted? I was in the quiet coach and someone trumped very loudly and it was a very, it was a very full coach. So literally like half the people around me were just like, what, 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 what just happened? Um, but yeah, noise, noise on quiet coach. I'm not, I'm not here for it. Cool, Keith. I get, I the bosses. <laughs> That's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, I'm going to select the strange and unusual fruit that appears every so often on trees, uh, <laughs> often in black, um, kind of um, plastic. Sometimes it's blue. Sometimes it's other colours. Dangle from trees particularly on routes frequented by people who have dogs. That's not a fruit. <laughs> I have a dog. Don't try and eat that. I have a dog. It's an egg. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm quite happy to clean up after it, but I don't understand this idea of like, you, you, put it in, you go through the trouble of putting it in the bag and then either leave it on the ground or hang oh, it yeah, from the tree. Yeah. I think the whole point with the hanging it from the tree is supposed to pick it up on the way back, but what? people forget to pick it up on the way back. That's just an excuse. Yes. That's, that's a pitiful excuse. I, I, I don't like this rule of you've got to pick up your dog's poo. If you tread in some dog poo, that's your misfortune, isn't it, really? And then you're just having a bad day. You know, and you're, everybody has the right to laugh at you if you tread in dog poo. So no. I don't think you should clean in dog poo. You know, if you tread in it, then you're going to get ridiculed, and that should be one of the facts of life. We you should watch where you walk in. All right, we once had somebody track that in for the office at work. Oh. <laughs> in a meeting room. And nobody had worked out until the meeting room had been about 10 minutes. And it was like, then the smell kind of wafted in. And it was kind of like, that room was closed for the rest of the day. I feel sorry for a dog as well, because ha- you have to clean their mess. And they just they just look so traumatised when they're having to do it in public. <laughs> I, I like, think the, that crouch position, like, kind of like, the big oh my god, what am I doing? You've got now, Guy, is it probably wasn't so bad back in the 1970s when dogs got Poo's fed. nicer. When they got fed mostly bones and marrow bones, so their poo was white and hard. <laughs> what you've got now oh, could is you you've got... Oh, you never see that anymore, do you've you? You've got premium brand dogs <laughs> eating premium brand... Food Bit of Caesar. That, to be honest, has far too quick a digestive transit, <laughs> so it's not firm and it's not hard. <laughs> and that is the kind of stuff that just goes everywhere. You see, I mean, it's like following bloody footprints down the road. Sometimes, you see that. <laughs> so some, somebody tried in that. Somebody's tried in that, and I can track them. I feel like I'm some kind of like you know, I could track people back to wherever they've gone through that. But I think if you if you're a dog owner, you should clean it up. It's like if you if you have a baby, you don't just leave their their poop everywhere. Do you, do I, I know some people may do this, but you clean up. Be David, please return back to reality. Do you know what I like as well? Is when a dog's done it, they do that backwards kicking thing. You're kind of like, yeah, you're going to have to clean that up now. They just like do that smugness. <laughs> Dave, please return us back to reality. I'm going to just go something slightly less crude. Um, the jeans section of Primark. So I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I, Explain. Slightly <laughs> less crude. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you said bring us back to You've normality. broken the producer. <laughs> well, I, where did I, that come from? <laughs> I had to go and pick up a couple of new pairs of jeans this week because all mine have went to, went to the cow farm. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it's like a jumble sale, anyway. Yeah, well, it's, it's not just that. It's, I'm a slightly larger than average gentleman. You know, I'm six foot two and quite broad-shouldered, quite big legs. And even their you know, biggest size, like straight leg jeans, it's like wearing super skinny jeans for me like I, I genuinely feel claustrophobic in these jeans it, the, the world that you've joined though is the world of women's jeans yeah. in the, if, they, if they fit around the waist they don't fit anywhere else and then you yeah. can't put anything in your pockets ever just yeah, ever exactly. they're just, just decorative 
Yeah, like I say, I was sat, sat at work on uh, the day after I bought them, and just thinking, am I going to get be able to get these off these jeans off tonight? <laughs> oh, it's amazing! Yeah, yeah, George just tearing Dave's jeans off, having to butter his legs up to get them. Is it like that episode of Friends with Ross when he's got the leather? It did kind of feel that like for a while, yeah. Feels like you've been to Halfords and had them sprayed on. Yeah. Why are you wearing skinny jeans to work? I'm not. Are you trying to impress? I'm not wearing skinny jeans. That's the thing. These are Primark's straight leg jeans. But they might as well. Don't think anybody told Primark that. Yeah. Would it just be easier to wrap a bin bag around yourself? Probably. Catherine, have you got something to add into the mix? Catherine, social media guru for not, an, not another like comic book. person ever. This annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what annoys um, people who spit on the floor? Oh, mainly because sometimes I just look at them like with a horrible look, like oh you feel. <laughs> but the other day, someone did it and actually spat on my foot, oh. and I just stopped in front of them and just stared at them, like what is wrong with you? I didn't know what to do after that, so I just had to like walk around with spit on my shoe because I didn't want to touch it. That is a bad day. Definitely, I'm not disgusting. wearing spitty shoes today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight into the washing machine with those when you get back home. Yeah. Spitters always make all that weird sound as well when they the, do it. It's like not normal. There's the the guttural like, ground. Yeah. Like that, like, like a gun going off. What, what's usually off. worse is it once they've done that and then they blow the nose. Oh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the double trouble special that you get there. Oh, you got the foot. Oh, you got the footballer hanky. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when you when you do sports and football, I I I get one playing football. Yeah. If you're on the field, you go you do you there and then. But I suppose there's a context to it because yeah. everyone's doing it, so no one will get offended. If you are Small walking, is green. Yeah. <laughs> if you're walking down the street and you're just like, there you go. Like why <laughs> did you need to do that? Was it an absolute necessity for you to guzz on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get some great words, guzz, flop. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole repertoire for people who are disgusting. Maybe right. we should like market a special like little bag that you carry around with you, and then tie in a tree afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, like, if you're gonna do it, like tie a little tray around your neck, have a hanky. What happened to people carrying hankies? Oh, yeah. no, no, I don't think I'd want to see someone smoking. I tell you what's wrong with hankies. Hanky. Nobody can get them in their skinny tight jeans. That's <laughs> what's wrong with it. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> right, mine is also phone related. People who walk down the road with their phone on speakerphone and having a conversation. Yeah. This is the ultimate crime of social injustice. Nobody wants to care. Like your conversation on the bus, nobody cares about your social life. Your social life is yours. Hands free is not there for you to walk around. Oh, look who's gone to the mic here. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, just to build on this, youths. Who walk around Oops. playing Oops. music out of their phones in public? Yeah, I don't well, get that I either. Remember the last podcast? I mentioned this. That guy on the bus, Champ, whoever it was, who's playing music out of his phone it's on the back seat of the I, bus I, with his I, kids. We don't want to hear music. That. It's always terrible music. Yes. You know, it, 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 yeah, no. it's, but it's basically any any all conduct on telephones should be in silence. Yes. And if you <laughs> if you need to have a phone call, it's 2017. Why are you speaking on the phone? You need to do that. Skype them from the privacy of your own home. People don't like to speak to people on phones. People text. Everybody has the same face when their phone rings of utter shock that you need to speak to another human being. If my phone rings, I just I screen my calls because I assume it's a call centre or someone trying to sell me something because yeah. nobody I know would ring me. Apart from my mum, obviously, we have that weekly phone call. I do that in my flat where no one else has to hear it. Yes. Because I'm a good human. Following on from that a little bit, there's a new way of... There's a way people use their phones, isn't there? There's like... I've seen people... They have it to their ear. They listen. 
and then they put it in front of them and talk, yes. and then put it to the ear and put it. I'm doing this one. Do, yeah, what is all that about? I think that's, I've watched too like many episodes of The Apprentice. Yeah, I blame The Apprentice. Yeah, yes. the pop tart holding should not be a thing. People shouldn't hold their phone like they're eating it as a snack. Mm-hmm. Another side note to it: I get really confused and often startle people the fact that I start talking to them when they're on the hands free talking to somebody yes. so I'm sat there and someone goes oh yeah, yeah we'll do that thing another day what and they're like <laughs> well, it's, it's that whole startle thing like, were you talking to me no were you talking to me I just it's also people have conversations on their phone whilst in toilet cubicles oh yeah. that freaks me out yes hello? why would you do that <laughs> you're like you're doing what you need to do and somebody over the road goes hello and you're like hello yeah. and it's like I'm not talking to you don't <laughs> say hello I, I hope to God they're on hands for it. <laughs> <laughs> Has that happened to you then? So someone's been in the toilet and they've gone, hello, and you've yes. responded back. <laughs> That's how you get pink eye from using the phone in the moon. There's particles. It might be the cleaners around. coming in to check it out. <laughs> you, you say hello as a response back. I'm, I'm, oh, you've got this you read trousers around your ankles now just going, hello. hello. <laughs> it might be the cleaners coming in and checking to make sure the cubicles are clean. Or it could be somebody asking for Lou Roll yes. and you're not Guy Halford. Yes. You're nice. It would help. Only they get it. in the ladies' room. I've never, like, you don't speak or interact in the yes. yeah, It's not the social hub. Yeah. Room. But how often do you go into the ladies' room? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen films. Are you remembering your nightclubs? When, do you remember when nightclubs used to have shared bathrooms? Many what? years ago. Oh, um, the Nightingale still has like, yes. a unisex. Um, yeah, the old Barracuda sense. used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Unis- then it's like if you're if you're a guy, it's like no, I'm going to go to the gents because yeah. you don't have to queue for ages. You just go up to the urinal and do your thing. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the reason you have to queue so long in nightclubs though is you get that thing in the ladies' loos where like the cubicle will open and it's like I'm sure that there must be like the TARDIS in there, like twelve women will pour <laughs> out. And you're just like, what? On th- why? It's so odd. Yes, it's a herd mentality. Did you ask George? We did. I did. I talked about stripy sunburn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> George, you want another? <laughs> Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we covered off, what was it, dog poo? Just general phone habits and... Basically, we just hate humankind. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much the theme <laughs> of this bit. Gozzing, <laughs> Phil using the girls' toilets. <laughs> Overly competitive parents. Yes. A usual white's rubbing for us. The idiot on the bus. Oh, God. Oh, it's oh, no. It's Oh, my God. Did you have to shout that? <laughs> yes. Loud. Where's the jingle? Man. It's retro food with a modern twist. Oh, God. Who remembers Ice Gems? Hang on. We didn't yeah. get a jingle. Yeah. We got a shout, but we didn't get a jingle. Foodie food, foodie food, food. It's retro food with a modern twist. Foodie food. Meow, meow. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is happening? Why is Russell's bag under the desk? Right, so these are ice I'm gems. rustling my bag. Ice gems, yeah. We six. are the crystal There gems. are six and the six of us? Yay! Yeah. It's almost like it was planned. Shopkins ice gems. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think I can hear Dave Massey already. I can, every time I think of Shopkins, I think of Dave Massey. Me I too. don't know why. Take a bag. I don't want these. Take a bag. Ice gems are good. Well, you know the, the, the actual icing bit is good. The biscuit was always rubbish. So you just it feels like there's something the else in the bag the with them. Bag. Oh. Ideal for lunchbox. <laughs> oh. No artificial colours or flavours. This is not an ice gem. This is just a party ring, but a flat oblong. It says Shopkins ice biscuits. I assume that'd be ice gems. Ah, yeah, but look on the look on the reverse of the biscuit. 
Oh, oh no, he's got, he's got Shopkins on the back. It's like, like, like animal crackers. And there yeah, is the world's worst terrible. spot the difference on the back. Of course, guy. Of course. <laughs> there is the world's worst spot the difference on the back as well, I, which I is a cookie. That. Why has this lipstick got a cat face? <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to answer that. I don't want to eat the rest of those. We, I, we have oblong and you, but, circular um, ones. No, I don't want that. I, I have a popcorn thingy. There. It's like a crap party ring. Yeah. Oh, oh god, this is disgusting. It's like it's like cheap party rings, but made with. You remember those? Um, oh, you know the, the rich Captain Pie. Like, oh, haven't yeah. you got a round one in the worst got, biscuit? I've been mugged off here. I've been mugged off on these terrible biscuits. Keith's loving them. Imagine a rich tea biscuit with the world's most smallest smattering of Pop-Tart glaze. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe these. I've recently been playing a game called Mad Max. Yeah. And Mad Max has to forage around the world to find food to eat. This is something like Mad Max that's foraged to eat. <laughs> I reckon these are going to make me need a poo. I don't know why. Because it's the first time you've seen fibre for a week, yeah. is it? <laughs> so no, they're just... They require sugar. some strength to bite. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say these are a child-friendly snack. Why? There's kids' cartoons. If kids have, you are, I'm done. Weird food is not a feature anymore. <laughs> We're not doing it because it's just getting stupider and stupider. We're eating stupider food. This is just nonsense food. I'll, I'll be honest, guy. These are still better than those bloody Ghostbusters Twinkies. Oh, you started yeah. this off. That was you. And I started, and now I'm <laughs> finishing it. No more weird food. We'll just drink San Pellegrino and eat crisps. But what else am I going to look for when I'm in home bargains for an hour whilst we've shopping? Bargains for the home, <laughs> not bargains for my mouth. Don't they, have, don't they have toys in home bargains as well? Yes. Well, they, they have weird toys. They have like the toys about two years after they were popular, I so they're really good deal. Occasionally, they they have good stuff like the Batman animated series toys and things mm. like that. But I always miss out. Always gone. B and so Have some of these Disney Infinity things. I'm missing a few of those. B and bargains are getting all the old Loot Crate exclusive stuff at the minute. Ooh. I think they're buying just job lots of the old Loot Crate stuff. So if you want anything yeah. Loot Crate and you've never had it. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be the, the way, like B&M and Bomb Bargains and stuff like that, they always they seem to be getting a lot of the um, like the Marvel Legends figures, yeah. DC. Lots of Star Wars stuff as yeah. well. I've, I've noticed that, because I'm in like, some of the figure collector groups in on Facebook, Yeah, and yeah, it's, people posting their bargains on Bomb Bargains. And it's just I, like, s- I saw a kid walk out of an Audi last week with a TIE Fighter. Yeah. What is going on there? They were selling oh, some I of the snap that. kits in yeah. um, Audi. I ate all those biscuits. I ate mm. more. I ate the whole packet. We're definitely going to need a poo there. <laughs> now I feel like Kane in Alien. <laughs> Something unpleasant is going to happen at some point later on. I think it's the glaze. The biscuits are just terrible, but I think it's the glazing. I, I've seen. I'm sure that's what they use in some posh kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be seeing Shopkins ice biscuits and like Master Chef Creme de la Creme anytime soon. <laughs> I've eaten dog biscuits that were nicer than that. <laughs> have you ever tried eating a dog biscuit? I have. Had. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. They're I'm actually not... surprisingly nice in a savoury kind of way. Yeah, they're alright. It's yeah. like eating rusks when you're an adult. I haven't tried Why them. would you do that? Rusks are awesome. Rusks are incredible. Farley's rusks are one of the foods of the gods. That's why but... you two ain't fitting in those Primark jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Farley's rusks are the best biscuit ever for dunking purposes. Seriously. <laughs> they hold up, they can retain structural integrity, and they're quite sweet. They're really oh good dunking biscuits. See, I've never been a big dunker. I've never really seen the Glass of milk. But you could just eat the biscuit and then sip the milk. 
uh, you're running a bit of a danger of like collapsing. Have you never done the Kit Kat slammer? When you get a Kit Kat, bite both ends off it, suck the milk through it, and then put the whole mess. The Kit way Kat you described it just why then is, is probably the reason why I haven't done that. Because the tea gets sucked up through the Kit Kat and it becomes a glorious mushy tea. Well, it wouldn't there's nothing slamming mess. about it though. Like, I'd expect you to like, you slam, slam it in like, your mouth. Slam a Kit Kat down on a we're cup gonna, of tea and then like, break poll, into it. A, a Twitter poll. Dunk or not dunk? I'm definitely a not dunk. Person. Can you make sure I'm that you dunk. put like into tea or coffee on that? <laughs> Just not general you dunking. Can dunk, <laughs> you, can, you can dunk into the beverage of your choice. I am not going to hinge. <laughs> hinge your two-dimensional choices of beverage for which no. you can dunk, guy. The girl I sit next to at work insists on dunking like entire bars of chocolate into her tea, and I think that's really weird. Bowls of that chocolate. is weird. Bars of chocolate. So Bowl. she'll buy like a bar of bowls of chocolate and dunk the bar can't... in. Weird, weird that, that's wrong. That is wrong. It's weird. It's weird and unnatural. Is this wrong? At work this week, I played a joke on someone. Probably. So yes. yes Sorry. Is, is this wrong? <laughs> is this wrong? You okay. Face that. So, so yes. Somebody, somebody on my team has a cold, and so my colleague next to me was getting really uptight. He was going to get this person's cold, so I took, unplugged his mouth and left it on that person's desk. So they had to return. I waited for him to return, and I encouraged him then to have a biscuit from the pack of biscuits I bought. Knowing from when he touched the mouse, which that person had touched, and then put his hand in his mouth to put a biscuit in it. So you were just a sociopath. So you're just spreading germ. You're you're you're, you're utilising chemical warfare in your office life. To Biological, I think, yeah. not chemical. To That's it, what I meant. To answer your earlier question, Guy, yes, on so many levels. You were a sociopath. <laughs> when the world ends due to a massive plague, everybody's going to know that it was all of Guy Halford's fault. There you go. He was so paranoid. World Health Organization, FBI, like, well, Guy Halford, lives in some place out in the sticks. As I've been watching a lot of American Gods, I think I have a theory about Guy used to be a really powerful god many moons ago, and now he's been reduced to being a normal person, so he has to like make tricks. To so now he's just like the, the lame trickster. <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that, apart from the bit at the beginning. I think he's just been this way all along. <laughs> Nobody's worshipped him, and it's like the millennia. millennia <laughs> and he's mad as hell about vengeance that. Vengeance has become yeah. more and more. <laughs> He's the god you? of petty drama <laughs> <laughs> and flowery shirts. Was that Terry Pratchett who had gods for everything? It's yeah. like small yeah. gods, small gods. Yeah, and now you're the god of things that got stuck in drawers. Yes, yes, yeah. Phil is the god of free prosecco. Yeah, I am. Prosecco's. Phil is the god of ligging, <laughs> turning up at events. <laughs> now you're back, Phil. I need this. I need this resolved at some point. Because where did Prosecco come from? It seems to have just emerged into the world, fully formed. <laughs> so where, where's Prosecco come from? Because I remember back in the past, in the, gold, in the, old, in the golden <laughs> olden days, you had wines, you had rosé, you had taboo, you had all of those kind of like awesome Hooch. things. Yeah, white blue. lightning. Yeah, white lightning, K-Sider. VK Blue. Where did Prosecco come from? Dog, I posited a theory a few weeks ago that it was all the leftover fizzy pop from the guys that used to trial it around in council estates and it was dandelion and burdock gone off. <laughs> what is Prosecco? Where's it come from? Uh, you know what? Vodka and dandelion and burdock is actually really nice. Yeah, <laughs> Just say saying. Um, well, no, so it's obviously it's um, it's an affordable, bougie alternative to champagne. Yeah. And Carver, Carver's nasty. Champagne is overpriced. <laughs> People just like to say champagne because it sounds posh, but obviously you can only have champagne if it's too dry. Too so dry. Prosecco is just the perfect alternative. You know, I yeah. think. I think yeah, it's just as a trend in the last like what like five years. Yeah. Um, it's the like summer wedding. They have a really good marketing campaign. I think. Mm. 
But how did they invent it? Did they just kind of like start well, how do they, how start do they making inv- champagne? How do they invent champagne? It's the same thing. It's it's yeah. champagne and prosecco are the same thing. They're just sparkling. Kind of like yeah. they, they they got champagne and they went. Well, that's too nice. We'll leave it for a bit. Got went too far. Got karma, and now prosecco is just kind of in the middle ground. It's just like. I still think house. I still think it's my theory. It's apple yeah, juice, a soda stream, and a little bit of meth. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I just always assumed, obviously, champ- you can't call anything champagne that's not unless from, it's from champagne. Yeah. So yeah. I always assumed it was just prosecco, like the champagne, but from it's basically yeah, so when you arrive yeah. when, you, when, yeah. you, when you arrive to an event, you get a free glass of fizz. Um, the event organizers don't want to pay for champagne, so they get prosecco. That's basically it. Yeah. And that's the theory of how prosecco. And that is why I am very sweaty today. Yes. <laughs> See, why, you were a sweaty man anyway. But why did they go it's, to Prosecco and not Iron Brew? I don't understand this. Why? Yeah, oh, somebody again, vodka stuff. and Iron Brew, again. Good one. <laughs> this is just vodka and any kind of fizzy beverage. I'm having an being handed a flute of Iron Brew. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, be brilliant? okay with that. But do you I remember? assume that's what happens north so of the border when, um, anyway. Yeah. When Ryan Scottish bloggers, and, could you please confirm? <laughs> yeah. When Ryan and George and me went to a book launch a few months ago, and because uh, it was a, a book about vodka, so we arrived and they handed you a flute of champagne, or Prosecco, and a shot of vodka. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a fun night. I put my vodka in my in my prosecco. <laughs> you, st- you, you stole yeah. Beatrice when she was just a brand new producer. <laughs> it's not my fault that I have a magnetic personality and people want to come and talk to me. You dragged her away for the rest of the group. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where can we find you online, Mister Ellis? Verified. You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Look for the ginger man with the blue tick. Begging why Clem John. And um, also, if you are interested in short stories, then you should follow at Brum Radio Tales because exciting news, everyone. We're becoming a podcast. Woo! Finally. And Six months after I said I was going to do it. Copy yeah. house. <laughs> and if you're interested in Phyllis in general, just wave a bottle of Prosecco in the air. And I will appear. Yeah. Uh, did we decide it was cake, sparklers and Prosecco? I, the sparklers are really important. I have a sense of occasion. Yeah. And you have to sing So Emotional by Whitney yes. Houston. Yeah. See, that what you were missing was the dry ice. That was the last key element. <laughs> Is that what the guy from um, Cameo had in his cod piece? A bottle of Prosecco? Word up. Probably. Yes. George, where can we find you online? You can find me at Caramel Latte Kiss, pretty much wherever there are social medias. One L on Twitter. One L on Twitter, two L's everywhere else, yeah. Mr. Bloomfield. Hardluck underscore hotel on Twitter, without the underscore pretty much everywhere else. Not the Count Dekler episode. Not the Count Dekler episode. But watch that. It is a good episode. It's all right. It's pretty good. He's not not as good in his own show as he was in Danger Mouse. They kind of made him a bit crap in his own show, to be honest. It's a vegan vampire duck. <laughs> Dave, uh, Ace is an armor for Facebook and Instagram. Primark. No, never again. <laughs> Unless I'm buying geek t-shirts because they do have a good selection in there. Um, and Twitter, dwit three one eight seven. Kai, we're not menacing people around Birmingham. Where are you? Um, Guy hasn't discovered music <laughs> in a long time. Dot WordPress. Dot com. Guys, move past that now. Guy's a DJ. I don't need a blog now. <laughs> And send, send that one guy's not menacing people around Birmingham, isn't he menacing people outside of Birmingham? <laughs> Pretty much. Warsaw today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, online, at Guy on School House, with Varnold Guy H Instagram. Yeah. You can find me online, go on. <laughs> you find Ryan shouting at his kids at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting it with a broom handle in a cow <laughs> garage. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the word shed, okay? A cow garage word. You can find Ryan <laughs> interfering with cows. You can find Ryan <laughs> car fest. Camping. 
<laughs> I'm your line at Ryan Parrish. You can find my food blog at Bromy Gourmand. And award shortlisted. Award shortlisted food. Yeah, not award winning though, is it? Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us all on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Weibo, Snapchat. MySpace. RedTube. Friends Reunited. JDate. Tinder. Match.com. <laughs> Plenty of fish. Christian Mingle. <laughs> Gumtree. On a Craigslist. <laughs> on a postcard in the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> that took way too long for it to just yeah. <laughs> And general geekiness all over at Geeky Brummy. Thanks very much for joining us. Bye. Why is it confused by bye? Bye? Question mark? Have become Australian? Bye. <laughs> You're alright? Today's episode was brought to you by San Pellegrino, the favourite fruit drink of all celebrities everywhere. San Pellegrino. It's good. Drink Phil, it. I'll tell you, Phil needs to get us this because he's terrified. I mean, like, when you get a blue tick, they don't give you, like, the email address of Mr. Sam Pellegrino. Oh, start working on it. Earn your, <laughs> bro- earn your place on this show and get us that yeah. contract. Today's oh, sh- this show is nothing without me. Today's show was brought to you by the number nine and the letter Y. Hang on, the <laughs> show was brought today by the number seven. <laughs> seven. seven! Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you'd like to join our listener supporters, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.